The PWC Network. What the world is watching and listening to. That's right, infidels. You found us here, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, where you get the most real talk, the best reviews of all your favorite wrestling shows from AEW and WWE, Impact, and more, because we're going to break it all down with the best staff in professional wrestling at HMG. So you don't need to go anywhere else, because there's no five stars here. There's only $5 face slaps, infidel. Hello, so sign up today, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, and join the Hameen Army for the most real talk in professional wrestling. YOLO! Hello, this is Homeboy88 of the Homeboy88 Podcast. If you like hip-hop, video games, pro wrestling, conspiracy theories, and comedy, come check out the Homeboy88 Podcast, constantly in the top Apple Podcast charts. Check out my back catalog featuring some of the funniest wrestling shows ever created. The Homeboy88 Podcast. Search for it and listen today. Today. 
I've told you I'm the genius and the world's smartest man, and no one is superior to me. But I appear before you not to glorify myself, but to present an honorary PhD. Congratulations, brother love, my endomorphic friend, with the rosiest complexion ever seen. Your glasses can't begin to hide that twinkle in your eyes or your loving mannerisms so pristine. Your little nose is aquiline, not bulbous or baroque, with dashing dimples on a double chin. But loveliest of all is when you spread your pouting lips and it reveals your smiling 32 within. This man is love personified as anyone can see. He's standing here as peaceful as a dove. By the power of the genius and the world's smartest man, I proclaim you here and now, doctor of love. Ah. Uh, what? Ah. Ah. Doctor of I love, I think he said. overwhelmed. Look at this. What's this robe he's going to put on Brother Love? A Doctor of Love degree. Give me a break. Why, are you jealous because you never got your degree? Come on, Jesse. You'll be burying yourself when you start talking about degrees. Look at this. Look. He's speechless almost. That's revolting. That's absolutely revolting. Those two deserve each other, I can tell you that. I found it kind of touching myself. Look at the face. Look at him. I've never love. seen him so ecstatic. The genius. giving me the first ever Grand Slam champion in the history of this company an opportunity to qualify for the Elimination Chamber. I have been giving nothing, nada, zero zip zilch. I demand to be treated with respect. And until I am, until I am giving matches that deserve my star Miz, 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 Miz. We get it, you're upset, you're always upset. You want an opportunity, you always want an opportunity. But lucky for you tonight, there's been a guy beating down my door all night long looking for that same opportunity. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the newest member of the Monday Night Raw roster. His name is Rick Boom. Oh no. Incredible. You gotta be kidding me. Boots is back! What is it? Oh, big left from the miss. Guy's sharp as a marble. I'm in a suit. 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 This suit could be done for. This is humiliating. Somebody's gonna steal the shoes. The tie, keep an eye out for that tie on eBay. One of these lowlifes is gonna snake it and try to make a buck. 
The power, probably the, the referee. referee. Boots. Probably that low. Look at this guy. Oh, are you kidding me? Oh, oh my God. Good night, Miz. That was not awesome. Double knees to the face. EO is down. Candace interrupted by Bailey. The role model is say now EO reverses things. EO Sky now gets it. And Gable yet again just snatching Rollins out of the air. Ankle lock applied. So intelligent, so tactical is Chad Gable. Wow, wow, Rollins! Pedigree! Clutches the knee, can he finish it off? Can he get there? Push through the pain. Rollins go! Both of these men would love to enter WrestleMania as United States Champion. And look at the strength of Bronson Reed again! Nearly put Ziggler through the ring. And whatever is left of Dolph Ziggler's soul is in extreme danger. Corey, this won't be a regular splash. That's a damn tsunami! The normal flow here in the WWE is that Charlotte Flair is at the top. but I'm the disruptor. I don't like the natural flow. I don't like the normal formula. And I don't like things being overplayed. So Charlotte, I advise you to enjoy everyone rising and bowing down to the queen because they're about to rise to Rhea Ripley. At WrestleMania, I put you in your place. Charlotte Flair, I choose you. Here comes Johnny! Johnny Gargano! Corbin being bounced off the announce table yet again. I don't know where Johnny's getting this. JBL has seen about enough. Oh what the hell? my god. Oh my god. Call the cops! What the hell? Oh my god! Corey, be careful. Mr. Loomis put a damn axe through JBL's cowboy hat. Meanwhile, back inside the ring we go. Barry Corbin looks the end. Johnny Gargano inside. Gargano may turn it around. Gargano for the win. Here is your winner, Johnny Gargano. Why is he out here? Why does he have an axe? Why is this legal? If I could go back, if I could talk to 19-year-old me, if I could write him a letter, what would I say? What would it say? Would I tell him 
I don't think it's gonna go down like that, Chief. Would I tell him that one night in London you're gonna get slapped so hard on live TV that your knees buckle? Would I tell him that you're gonna be dashing Cody Rhodes and you're gonna give out grooming tips? Would I tell him that you're gonna win the Intercontinental Championship and restore it to its former retro glory? Would I tell him that you're gonna paint your face and become less than. That triumph will become tragedy, will become triumph all over again. When I tell him, the woman on the outside of the ring who has been saying everyone's names all night, that ends up becoming your wife. Would I tell him that you're gonna lose a 295 pound best friend, but you're gonna gain a six pound one back who has his same eyes? Would I tell him? that you're gonna be on fire at one point, that you're gonna bleed all over the world. Would I tell him in 2015, you do what everybody tells you not to do. You take an excursion, and part of that excursion is fully focusing on the industry's health, and I ended up neglecting my own. Would I tell him that on January 28th, 2023, at the Royal Rumble, you outlasted 29 others and you punched a ticket. You punched a ticket, the very first in your family to punch this ticket to go on last under the brightest lights on the biggest damn stage at WrestleMania. Truth be told, I wouldn't tell him a single thing. I wouldn't tell him a single thing because every little piece on this broken road, every splinter on this upward ladder has been unequivocally 100% worth it. And I think that for your health, if you should survive the Elimination My Chamber health? Steel Champion. My health? Yes, your health. MVP cares about my health. Just a little bit. You do? Well, you should be worried about your health. More importantly, you should be worried about Bobby Lashley's health. Because everybody in this arena knows that Bobby Lashley is your meal ticket. And your meal ticket is about to get chewed up by Brock Lesnar. <laughs> Believe the Almighty may have an objection to that statement. Theory speaking the Almighty into existence. Yeah, that's right, Bobby. Listen to your daddy. Oh, wow. MVP not about to get in the way of this chaos. Lashley's heard enough. And this could get ugly. No, it seems like the oh! champ's mouth might have gotten him in trouble yet again. Bobby Lashley's ready for a fight. I was looking forward to Austin Theory live. Lashley riding high after eliminating Lesnar in the Royal Rumble match, but the almighty laser focused on the champ. Oh no! He's taking out MVP! Whatever this is, whatever this
this is, this, this once friendship, this animosity, this bitterness you have towards me. It all started 10 years ago in NXT in Orlando. So what do you say? Next week in Orlando, we end this where it began. And you give me that steel cage match once and for all. <laughs> oh, what are you, stupid, Becky? No. I thought you would say that. Hang on, I'll be right back. Uh, she's gonna go find some more excuses. <laughs> another excuse. Uh, she's gonna find another reason why she thinks she's better than me. Come on, Bex. I don't have time for this. I need to leave this crappy city. It's cold. Is that, is that Dakota Kai? It is. It is. Dakota, Dakota was already injured now. Her ankle. A steel chair. So, uh, what's it gonna be, Bailey? What's it gonna be? Hey, shush, shush, shush. The man is talking. Be quiet. What's it gonna be, Bailey? What's it gonna be? What's it gonna be? Thank you. And now, and now next week you can bring your friends along with you. But you might want to go check on EO in the back right now. Where the hell's the priest go? Is that it's Edge! It is Edge! Edge is back! The rated R superstar! Through the crowd! Edge taking out Dominic Mysterio. Edge looking to make Dominic answer for all of his past sins. The WWE Hall of Famer teaching Dom a lesson or two. Oh, look out, Spear! And Rip Rhea, what the hell? Rhea Ripley is attacking Edge. Here comes Beth Phoenix, spear on Ripley. But Glamazon with another emphatic spear. Coming to the defense of her husband, like she did two days ago at the Royal Rumble. Keep your eyes in the ring. Cody stalking Balor, double stop. All over the pick of Cody Rhodes. And Finn looking to seal the deal. Drop kicks Cody into the corner. And a space age heart throb making the climb to the high rent district. Oh, hang on. Uh oh. Balor. Edge hasn't forgotten the betrayal of Balor. Finn. Crossroads! And another. Will the third time be the charm? Cody Rhodes is feeling it. He's back to the wall, and he's back to winning ways.
The PWC Network. What the world is watching and listening to. Hello everyone and welcome to the PWC Friday Night Machismo. It is the Friday edition of this Machismo. I'm your host Jimmy T and my co-host, can we go side to side? Purple yeah. Rain. Purple Someone's a little bit sad. I know. You know what? I'm laughing because this shit is too somber. It's a little marvelous. Machismo. Yeah. Now yeah, I just didn't think of that. But, uh, we are grieving. Well, we are. But you know what? It should be something like this jeff let's be honest i mean come on look let's hear it let's hear it because i am too somber for this and why isn't nothing playing i don't know oh, i know either. why no 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 <laughs> i know why i know why it's all good <laughs> i fucked up but um that's okay yes there we go that's how it should have been there we go now we're popping jeff See, Jimmy T and Jeff, let's start that again. I am your host, Jimmy T. That is Jeff Lippman. It is a smachismo. And instead of going all somber, we're going all banger after yeah. banger after banger. Right, Jeff? That was a proper homeboy entrance. <laughs> Absolutely was. Well, let's get into Raw because can we call this... I mean, we had Raw 30 last week, or should I say the week before, but... Can we call this Raw Cody? I mean, you can if you like. I would just call it the Raw after the Rumble. You could, but it just felt very Cody-centric. I know you won the Rumble, but, you know. Well, I mean, I, I didn't think it was particularly Cody-centric. I mean, he you know, he got his flowers, but, you know, Rhea got her flowers. And, I mean, listen, not a lot happened during Raw, and I'm not complaining about it because not a lot happened during SmackDown either. It was one of those weeks <laughs> where... It was hard to, to get shows done, so doing the Smachismo, which is a mashup of doing both Raw and SmackDown on one show instead of the Machismo and SmackDown, it, it, it's a blessing. And, you know, everybody knows my complaints about WWE formatting, so after a pay-per-view, you know, there's there's even more recaps and recaps and recaps and reminders of the recaps. So, you know, your, your three-hour Raw, instead of it being 90 minutes of content, was probably about 70 minutes of content, and you're... 120 minutes of SmackDown, maybe there was 40 minutes of content in there. Well, yeah, that's true. And um, to be fair, look, I mean, Rhea was a big part of uh, Raw also, but, you know, Cody was the sort of concentration. I will say this, Cody was mega over, dude. Let's be yeah, real. he was. And I, I also want to say that, uh, you know, I wasn't part of the um, 
Rumble review show. I was invited. I declined. I, I wasn't feeling up you were to it. Tired, I right. I was very tired, and I and Chris was able, and you know, and I'd been doing a lot of shows, so I figured, yeah, why not? Let, let, let's hear it. And I also look at our numbers, and the shows that Chris is on tend to do better. <laughs> when Chris is on, shows do better. Uh, why do you say that? Why, why, why are you yeah, saying like, that now? Like even the conflict, <laughs> like the show that I did with Chris, that did better. It, it, right, it he's right. the common denominator it's not that i'm the drawback or you're the drawback it's just people like to listen to him and i don't blame them he's a very good uh, orator um but <laughs> and, anyway but i i sort of felt like i liked the rumble more than you guys did um i i didn't mind it chris was the negative one compared to me just quietly and i had i had listened to wrestling soup and and Joey hated it, and and Draper didn't really like it, and Mish, I think he wanted to say he liked it, but I think he was almost afraid to. And then later when he did a show with Kevin, like Kevin liked it, so then Mish felt empowered to say he liked it, but he was, you know, it's like he didn't want to betray the other co-host, so it's like he only liked it a little bit. I liked it. I mean, I'm not saying it was perfect, but I was entertained for 80% of it. And if Hardy wasn't on there, and if the, the Alexa Bliss Bianca Belair match was a little bit shorter, you know, it would have been great. I, I I can't do anything about the formatting where they do the pre-show during the, the course of the the frickin' pay-per-view. I I mean that that will drive me crazy forever. And like I almost get it on a PLE because it's a different animal. It's not like you already plump plumped your money down and, and it's wasteful. But they did it then too. I mean, so it's like I get it now, but it's just like I'm beaten down by it. But so why have a pre-show? I, 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 I don't know. Anyway, uh, I get it. It's an inducement for people who are on the fence to watch it or just stick around. Got it. Um, but I enjoyed the Rumble. I mean, I, I gave it, you know, a solid A minus, nine out of ten, whatever you want to say, because I enjoyed both Rumbles. I didn't hate the pitch black match. I actually think that it was fine. Um, in some ways, I thought it was very clever. I know why people are disappointed in it. I know why some people are shitting. I get that too, but I'm not one of them. I thought the women's match was, you know, was just okay. Uh, it was like a raw match, but I thought that the the main event and especially the aftermath of the main event was worth ten enchiladas. It was it was fabulous. Absolutely, and 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 that made it. And see, I'm glad you brought up the women's rumble because. It seems like a lot of people felt that the women's rumble was better than men's. I disagree. I thought the men's was better than the women's. Personally. I thought they were both good. I mean, both of them disappointed me in the same ways, and that they had disappointing surprises. Right, um, and that's and that's not a beast for for you know putting in our heads of the expectations of possibly a surprise or two. Right, but it's also the dirt sheets. I mean, I was always oh, yeah, rock skeptical. A lot of people were, you know, talking about the rock, Stone Cold. Yeah, people were tweeting about the Undertaker. I mean, just because people are in Texas, guess what? Stone Cold and the Undertaker live in Texas, and there was a WrestleCon yeah. there. But you know, I think we were all surprised that neither Trish nor Lita were in there. Um, I wasn't. I was disappointed that all this and Mickey James weren't in it, but I wasn't altogether surprised because I know they're in this venture with Conrad, where they're going to yes. do wrestling conventions. Uh, right. I wasn't and that's altogether... what I was trying to tell you about that last time because they signed up to do one it. here. I just wasn't sure if they had like struck a deal like they did with Carl Anderson where he could keep his obligations. Um, you know, uh, I was shocked Naomi wasn't there. True. Um, I, I was surprised about Cardona, but I also knew he would, he was at an NWA show the following Tuesday, uh, you know, supposedly defending his title. So again, it could have been a Carl Anderson deal, but you know, you know, but. Booker T, I mean, that was a bad surprise. Didn't look good. Logan Paul, I thought that was a good surprise, but 
we had all these tag team wrestlers in there. I mean, we didn't need Ford or Dawkins. And if you're going to pick one of those guys, pick Ford and have him look good. But neither of them look good. Ford got eliminated right away, too. You had Gable and and uh, Otis. Gable didn't need to be there. Otis, I like the visual of the, you know, the the, the five feet all around, like, wrecking he's ball. He's so right short, man. He's just too he's, short, he's but he's... The, He's but he's so a brick shit house, though. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's just a brick. You know, Gargano being in there, of course, drove me crazy. I oh, mean, when Cross got caught, when he came out. out after like three minutes, I'm just like, just, just, just release like, the guy. Get him out. Just, <laughs> just release him already. Release Gargano. Release. Yeah. I hate the, to say it, Cross. My second thought was like, I, I, I'm afraid to see what Kevin Castle is tweeting, telling me how this wasn't terrible. Um, oh, I mean, but, uh, I spoke uh, to Kev last week briefly, but. Does he truly think he's he's doing okay in WWE right now? I think Kevin will always say something to back up his friend. I I, I don't. I, I get it. In my heart of hearts, it. no. I think Kevin knows exactly what's going on. He knows it's not great. Uh, you know, he was yeah. trying to say that Ray was hurt, and a lot of the cross apostles were saying that Ray was hurt. Ray's not hurt. It was storyline. You know, but maybe he's hurt because it was supposed to be a fatal four way tonight on SmackDown. There wasn't. They they did that nascar thing instead so maybe, maybe he is hurt and they never showed a video as to how he got hurt i mean i i figured it was which be is judgment weird day. right I, I, I was hoping that it was judgment day and cross or gross and then he <laughs> threw the mask to judgment day but Ugh. you know whatever this is you know i don't want to talk too much about cross because right now he's iron mike sharp and and oh you know, and, and iron mike <laughs> sharp had a hall of fame career so you know that that's not the worst thing to be in the world either it's just and he's canadian guy. too well, Cross is Puerto Rican. No, 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 no. I'm talking about Iron Mike Sharp. Oh, okay. Uh, cool. Uh, Cross has also there? got Greek in him, by the way. Yeah, who doesn't, Jeff. right? Everyone's Greek. We know. I'm just saying. Well, he does have Greek tattoos too, man. If only I, if only I had a show about Greek mythology somewhere. Hmm. Um, <laughs> <right>. <laughs> um, but yeah, I like the Rumble. I, I like the... I, I don't want to say... I mean, I guess I like the women's Rumble because I thought Rhea's journey and story was more interesting and more uh more challenging than cody's i know they wanted some drama and so since there were no surprises cody comes in at 30 but i don't really think that did him any favors but i don't care i didn't you know i didn't think that was a big deal they wanted the 30 to be dramatic oh nia Jax, that was terrible um i think gunter came out looking great braun looked oh, absolutely great. absolutely almost they did no favors for almost he didn't no favors <laughs> I liked what happened with Brock. I didn't like what happened with Bobby after that, but everyone knows I'm a Lashley, you know, file. My my dream was Dash. Um, <laughs> I like Braun and Ricochet working together. I like Sheamus and Drew working together. You know, I, I think that there weren't that many micro stories told in either Rumble, but it was fine. It's Jimmy T, the apologist. Uh, <laughs> That's new. You can do that now. You can put down on the bottom, for example, the evil one, Jeff Lippman. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna try with it, but yeah, let look. But let's get into uh, let's get into machismo. We'll be here all night. All right, you should tell you that you'll be able to do it now. Can you see Is that, that the headline? Yes, the headline right. just got updated. I like it. That's pretty cool. Shout out to Streamyard <laughs> for the for the new update, whatever this is. But it's cool. The apologist Jimmy T. That's me right now because I'm trying to be I'm trying to be positive, man. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying. But yes, let's get into Raw. And you know what? The Rumble, as I said, I actually didn't mind it, but I get it. And Booker T and uh, who's the other not so surprised? Oh, Edge. I'm pretty sure we said we were expecting both of them to be in the Rumble, and that's exactly what happened anyway. 
So well, Ed's for sure. Booker Curry wasn't wasn't a big surprise either. But uh, yeah, Ed's for sure. I had no doubt that Edge was going to be in there. I am glad the way they handled it with um, Beth Phoenix because I didn't <laughs> want her to be in the Rumble. So it was fine. It actually, you know, <laughs> you, you thought that that's the way they were going to protect Rhea is that she, you know, got the spear from from you know Beth Phoenix. Uh, that was dumb though, dude. I actually didn't like that. You know why? Her because- hair. Well, oh, fuck that hair, that '80s hairstyle with the with the with a can of hairspray in her head it's on her head. It's a tribute to something, but I, for the life of me, I can't remember it's, what it is. Dude, Every- it's straight out of the '80s. Let's be real. Yeah, it's, folks. It's if you don't if you don't know what my headline is, that is. I know a, what, it, what it is. I know you do. I'm talking <laughs> to the yeah. audience, not you, bozo. So YT is YouTube. <laughs> so if you go on in YouTube and you type in. The rest of the stuff, Vivir La Magia por Viviana, there's a show where my extravagantly gorgeous fiance does an interview with Lani Pafo. It's from a year ago uh, when he was first settling into Ecuador, and she's from Ecuador, and, and they were doing an interview, and it's almost not no, no wrestling. It's you know mostly about his life and his motivations and what he's doing in Ecuador and learning about the country and things like that, and it's a fun little exchange gets a little awkward it's a little cute uh-huh. it's sweet it is an insight into him and probably the real him so if you want to see an actual real shoot interview that doesn't involve wrestling or very little yes he drops his brother's name of course he does um uh check it out vivir v-i-v-i-r la magia m-a-g-i-a por viviana v-i-v-i-a-n-a for those of you who aren't watching this uh, and you'll find on YouTube, there's only six videos and it's pretty, there's only one that's over an hour long and has the genius Lani Pafo in, in the show <laughs> art. So check it out. I, I think that you will enjoy it. Especially if you speak Spanish, just quietly. Yeah. But even if you don't though, I will say this. I, I watched it back when it was still new pretty much. And um, yeah, it, Jeff didn't tell me nothing about the video, what to expect or, or, or anything. Right. And I will say it does get awkward for the obvious reasons. You'll understand once you watch it. Yeah, you'll, I mean, La Sicaria is, if anyone doesn't know it by now, I mean, come on. Yeah, she, she's ridiculously hot. <laughs> and um, uh, and the cleavage is fantastic. I mean, so, <laughs> you know, so enjoy with my compliments. Oh, God, man. Everything's <laughs> Jeff, fantastic. You're so one of a kind, man. She's so cute. <laughs> is she around right now, Jeff? She's in, the, she's in the bedroom, so she's <laughs> yeah, 20 so feet quiet. as the crow flies away. But she's, <laughs> I mean, hopefully she's asleep for her sake. <laughs> for her sake, I agree. But yeah, I check mean, it out. She hears me say this stuff all the time. I just mean I it's, it's 1 o'clock in the one twenty in the morning. I hope that she's asleep. Well, it sounds like she's asleep because it's pretty quiet in the Lipman household right now as we speak. Because yeah. usually I hear all sorts of things going on in the background, Jeff. Like That's plates. Right. Glasses. Anyway, it almost Blame. sounds like Locus. she's ready to kill you. <laughs> well, well, she's I mean, La Sicaria after all. That's that's part of a Latin relationship, <laughs> right? I mean, I mean, that's that's why I told May Valentine, uh, uh, Mira Diaz Gomez, that I couldn't subscribe to her. her own <laughs> like you understand, I have my own South American queen, uh, but I hope you do well. Gold. Oh, yeah. that's brilliant. Well, anyway, um, let's actually get into Lenny Poffer, man. I mean, let's do yes, it. I mean. I should have put a little tribute at the start, but I just wasn't thinking at the time. I will do it on the download. But look, you know, t- you, the one thing you can't you can say about him, he was 
quote-unquote a star in the 80s. I mean, he was all over our TV screens at one stage as the genius. He was a minor star. I mean, he was mostly minor, a star for minor, being, yes, you yeah. know, Randy Savage's brother. But, but yeah, he was he around. Was. People, people knew who he was. People still know who he was. And and listen, she didn't just do an interview with him. They 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 had a friendship. Like she talked no, to him the the G, right. probably every week probably more than once they texted really? probably three or four times a week oh, probably yeah. more I than that, that. probably didn't tell that. me half the times um, <laughs> yes he had a thing for her yes he I did. knew it yes I yes I didn't care I got it I, I got you know I got, a, I got a little thrill from it and yes I, I'm mostly sad because now my little tie to that that uh, little yeah. shit is at its end um, it's and, a shock it's still a yeah. shock I don't think it's sunk in for me man to be honest with you but he was 68 he was healthy he was in New York three days ago he saw Wicked um right. And he was able to stay awake through the whole thing. Uh, he was traveling a lot. He also moved three times really? when he was in Ecuador. Uh, he probably that? should have listened to Viv's advice in the in the first place, and maybe he would have settled in one place. But <laughs> the happened? point is, is he was he was he was lived in the beach. Then he would go into the mountains. Then he would go down. Then he would go back into the mountains. And he kept changing altitude. And for those oh, who don't yes. know, Ecuador. It's on sea level. It's right on the Pacific. It's right on the equator. But if you go, but Quito is like. Uh, like one and a half times Denver's above sea level. So you know you go you go into the mountains. You know whether it's Quito, which is the biggest city by far, or any place else, you're going like two two hour two Santa Fe's or two you know one and a half to two Denver's up, and that's hard on somebody's heart. Plus all the traveling, there's no cause of death known yet. Um, he wasn't in Ecuador as far, as far as I know because. He was just in New York. He was actually scheduled to be here in Maryland on Saturday. Right. So and he was posting he from New York too, funny enough, right before he passed away, unfortunately. Yeah, he posted. He was very active on Facebook. And let me tell you, he posted pictures with lots of beautiful women, you know, beauty pageant queens from many South American countries. I have to believe he was boffing some of them or popping <laughs> some of them. Boffing so, <laughs> so, some so, of them, jeez. So, so, so Lanny was having a good year and a half. Uh, <laughs> Jumping Lenny Poffe, yeah. right? Yeah, I, you know, uh, he seemed to be seeing all those friends. He was going to all the shows. Um, so very sad, very unexpected. You know, I don't know that he was, you know, any sort of substance abuse user. I think the only steroids ever used were for, for actually for medical use. He was naturally bigger than his brother. He was, he, funny enough, right. I mean, not, you know... Uh, uh, the, the the Randy Savage like at the end of the WCW and like Spider Man, uh, I forgot what the character Buzzsaw whatever. You know, not those days, but he was taller. He was he was probably about a, a solid inch and a half taller than his brother. At he least was, maybe two inches four. even. Yeah, Randy was what six one six two. Randy Randy was Randy is legit six three six four, and and he was broader, wider, thicker than his brother. He just didn't have the star power, and his character yeah. was, you know, he put right. a little extra poof into it. <laughs> people used extra to poof. He did. He, he actually did. Poof into the character. He really That's, did. Yeah. He, he, I'm not sure he uses that word or a different one, but he uses, <laughs> yeah, but you know, you know what he's trying to say. He was trying to be flamboyant. Um, right, right. And he was, and he, and he was good at it, too. Yeah. And he, I mean, seriously. Guy. And he, you know, he got some. He got some of that WCW money at the end. Um, you know, and pretty and, much done nothing, right? And <laughs> he's and he's been, you know, riding the circuit since. He goes to shows, and he, you know, he he 
bought it. He bought a condo on the beach, which was, you know, for U.S. purposes, is cheap. But he bought another place in Quito, and it took him almost a year to sell the place in Manta. He never seemed to be stressing over that. So, I mean, obviously, financially, he was doing okay. There's a lot it must of must have been right. Yeah, a lot of expats in Ecuador now. Ecuador is a pretty dangerous place, but he wasn't there, right. so I'm not chalking it up to Ecuador. But I am suggesting that perhaps all the travel and all the the, the changes in atmosphere you know, and, and the extreme changes in atmosphere um, that he sort of put himself through uh, to live his best life may have put stress on a system, but who knows? You know, one oh, never look, knows. We're only speculating. We don't know what was the cause of death yet, but I'm assuming it's more than likely a heart attack, right? I mean, it would have yeah, to be. Yeah, I mean, a heart attack or sort of like an aneurysm. Some, some, something that, right. sudden. I, I hope that it was sudden. I hope it was painless. Um, listen, yeah, was he creeping on my girl? Yes. Did I know? Yes. Could I put a stop to it? Yes. Would I have? No. Because one, I trust her. I'm not worried about it. Secondly, right. it was fun. It was fun. It was, it fun. was, fun. It was funny, day. man. While it lasted, I'm yeah. not going to lie. I mean, it, I don't. I don't have a lot of direct relationships with a lot of wrestlers. Um, uh, you got a few, a few, but not a lot. And you know, and while I didn't really have the direct relationship with them, I mean, like oh, I was close though. The phone would ring and I'd see it say Lanny Poffo on it. That was that was not an unusual. That was a weekly routine, uh, and that's surreal in itself, man. I mean, I would have marked out for that. I, I, I would, I would get a. I mean, I was getting a kick out of it because knowing you, you know what I mean, and Lasacaria and seeing him act the way he was acting, I right. did get a kick out of it, man. I'm and not they gonna were going to do a follow up. They were going to do, you know, my <laughs> my my, you know, my first year in Ecuador, or whatever, you know, and right. then. You know, and and we were going to see how much better her Spanish was, and how much better her English was, and and you know, and then all sorts of stuff like that. And and her Frankie, English is much better, much better. Oh yeah, her English is much better, and I'm sure her Spanish got better too. Um, but uh, yeah, but it never happened, and now it never will. Um, you know, he was traveling a lot, and frankly, she was putting it on for a while. Uh, we you know, we've had our own stuff. We've been busy, and you know, whatever it is. But it's a shame because you know it's. It's sort of like an opportunity that they'll never happen. Like, you know, we could have gone like the last interview with Lanny Poffo, or at least the last candid, real man interview with him. And maybe we do. I mean, maybe this one is the last realist interview. It's certainly the realest one you'll find anywhere. No doubt about it. So check it out. I mean, we will have, we will have the audio version right here. Well, on the it's just like the entire time. <laughs> oh, now you're making me... Maybe I should put the video version on the PWC network, right? Why not? Yeah. <laughs> Why not? I'll, I'll probably do that. Little Fettuccini sixty eight says, "When will we see Jay Uso soon? I believe by the time we get to Elimination Chamber, I'm sure we'll see him. But that's oh, we'll see him at Elimination show. Chamber for sure. 100%. Whether we see him before that or not is is a is a very right. interesting question. And the truth is, I don't know the answer to that. And I love that I don't know the answer to that. Right, me too. And and shout out to Little Fettuccini, who I believe is a new viewer and new listener or so keep checking this out you know, communicator so yeah right and what just quietly are I you love fettuccine. or are you like a vodka sauce what kind of fettuccine are you you know what bolognese? man for me bolognese yeah it has to be bolognese i'm not asking him i don't care oh, what well, you're doing you're, you're well, probably putting tzatziki and feta <laughs> no no come on feta yeah sometimes yogurt sauce. Like, yogurt that's sauce a good hey, if there's that, no parmesan <laughs> Tomatoes and some cucumbers. Well, what, are you, what are you saying? And some hummus. No, no hummus, man. Please, yuck. I don't like chickpeas. 
Nah, chick peas. That's more the Arabs thing. You know what I mean? Not the Greeks thing. Greeks uh-huh. eat it, but not the Arabs do. But uh, little Fettuccini says, favorite Dwayne the Rock Johnson movie. Uh, uh, that's a hard one. Actually, um, Walking Tall for me. What's that? Walking Tall for me. That was good. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with Get Shorty, but I have a feeling there's something else I like more. I just can't think of it right. I mean, the guy does six movies a year, so it's a, l- a little bit hard to remember. Yeah, that's true, man. I've I mean, there was a, a movie called uh, No Pain No Gain, yes, which was actually yes. really that good, was good, but it's, but it's not enjoyable. It's just good, and it's forgettable too, if you know what I mean. Yeah, um, but it was a big movie at the time. I mean. I sort of like the Scorpion King for when it came out. I mean, that was a big deal. Do you want to go OG Dwayne Johnson, the first one, the very first one you're talking about? Well, no, that was the Mummy, but I'm talking about the Scorpion oh, yeah, King, yes, the one where they right, actually right, made a movie right. around him. Yes, and that, yes. that, that, I mean, that was. I mean, I the, forgot the, about the, it. The Mummy was was a break. The Scorpion <laughs> King was his breakout. That's the wrong Fredo. Gotcha. Uh, Look, nah. Well, I don't mind also like uh, mushroom sauce. You know what I mean? On, on a fitness, like a carbonara sauce, even. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, you like carbonara. Well, carbonara is just Alfredo with peas and ham. Well, yeah, yeah, that's true. It's true. Same shit. So I'll go Alfredo. But he goes, yeah. I don't like pesto. But anyway, this is not about spaghetti or pasta in general. <laughs> we're talking raw and we're coming from Tulsa, Oklahoma, Jeff. Woo! Uh, after, yes. It's, it's also. Um, Tulsa time. Yeah, we are. The show, though, opens up with Cody Rhodes with a Cody Rhodes vignette and a recap of his victory in the Men's Royal Rumble on Saturday. As Cody makes his entrance and gets on the mic, he takes a long beat to soak in the adulation of the crowd before beginning, before talking about his first day at Ohio Valley Wrestling. Shout out to OVW. There was a sign on the door that said, Tomorrow's Superstars Today, and he was sitting in his beta Volkswagen Jetta, getting ready to go inside. Getting ready, sorry, excuse me. And he vividly thought to himself he was going to be the WWE champion inside of two years. Boy, was he dreaming. He was a little delusional because he also thought he was going to be the next John Cena and the crowd didn't like that they booed. And he recounts the highs and lows of his career and personal life, wondering if he'd tell that version of himself about everything all the way up to winning the Rumble and main eventing WrestleMania. Truth be told, he wouldn't tell the kid a single thing because every piece of this broken road has been uh, uh, has been 100% worth it. His theme begins with him saying the words, wrestling has more than one royal family. And for it to be true, to be real, to be validated in his heart, he has to stand across from the entire bloodline from the tribal chief, the LeBron James of this generation of wrestlers who has held the title for almost over 800 days. And he has to stand across from Roman Reigns. He has a great deal of respect for Roman and he speaks with sincerity and he says this with that same sincerity. WrestleMania is in 62 days and those 62 days are the rest of his life and at the end of those 62 days, Reigns will lose the title after WrestleMania. He can be the tribal chief, the head of the table, the biggest star in the world, but the one thing he will not be is the WWE undisputed universal champion and before I get into Judgment Day, this felt like it went long now that I've read it. Um, but it was just your typical Cody promo, and the crowd soaked it up. I thought it was good. It was just a little bit strange where these 62 days are going to be the rest of his life. So even if he wins, then like a, like a caterpillar, he just dies. 
I mean, I mean so he's reborn through a cocoon. Back up and go. He's dead, so I'm taking him to his back. Well, why? Who does Cody feud with after Roman? Oh, we don't. Oh, come on, that's <laughs> thinking too far ahead. Yeah, don't, that, don't know. Yeah, I mean, we, I mean there's no clear are, path. There'll be a Roman rematch. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Seth Rollins as well, uh, possibly. Oh God, Seth again. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> the first laugh of the first few laughs I mean, of the, usually of the, the show. first when there's some sort of transitional one so someone that's you know you're supposed to take seriously but not that seriously uh, so you know i mean i don't think it'll be as someone as jobby as baron corbin but you know i, I, I wouldn't oh, be surprised please. you know i i wouldn't be surprised if it was someone just a a, a peg above that the Miz, you know, bringing up, uh, yeah. yeah, the Miz. It'll be the Miz saying, "Cody, I was there when you started. I was never impressed with you. I'm still not something, something like that." And to be my fair, wife hotter than yours. Well, she and our is, show is I'd better than yours. You know, yeah, it, it is. It's easy. It's an easy, lazy story. The Miz gets another, you know, main event match. He'll lose. Everyone expects him to lose, and then you can go on to something more important. And let's be real. Around. Comparing Brandy to uh, Maurice, I'd rather Maurice any day over Brandy. Uh, I'm going to take Brandy. Sorry. Really? Um, sorry, wow. Sorry. Yeah. And I thought I was the apologist. Uh, Maurice is forty. Uh, and so what are you I, trying to say? She's a great forty. She's a great forty, but I'm I'm going to go younger, <laughs> and I and I think Brandy's just. I think Brandy's Brandy. I think it's hotter. Anyway, not not that important. Wow. You know what? I'm answering the question. The Miz. I'm going to go with okay. the Miz. And, and and this be clear, it's not even clear that, that that will happen. But if we had to pick, that is a good pick. Even if he doesn't win, that that, that could be his next year. Well, as we continue, because we get Judgment Day next, actually, Jeff, as mm-hmm. Finn Balor gets on the mic and asks if Cody is coming back to do something original, I love this line, or is he just going to knock off Balor's old stuff like before? And if you don't <laughs> know what he means by that, he's talking about Bullet Club. And uh, which he, because that's exactly what Cody did. He, he actually did do that. Anyway, Dominic Mysterio then says Rhodes ruined their Royal Rumble plans and he was supposed to win the Royal Rumble. The crowd just booed the shit out of him. They talk about Rey Mysterio's mysterious I mean, disappearance. Isn't every other wrestler in the Rumble supposed to try to ruin the other wrestlers' plans? Well, yes, it is the Royal Rumble. It is every man for, for himself, supposedly, Jeff. Right. So, I mean, big deal. He ruined their plans. I mean, I mean, sure. we're expecting that from 27 other people. That's that's spot on. Dumb well, anyway, he's power. a dumbass. Dummy. He's condom, according yeah. to Pat McAfee, just quietly. They you know talk that about Finn Balor is just the, the putting together like two folkloric heroes from Ireland. Finn McCool, who's sort of like their Hercules, Monkey King, Thor kind of hero. <laughs> And uh, and Balor, who's a one-eyed giant. What you call? Is he a like cyclops? Giant. Well, he. I think he was just one eye. I don't think it was a cyclops thing. Maybe he lost an <laughs> eye. Maybe he was a cyclops. But like He's sort of a like cyclope. A, he was sort of like a great king, but a but a mean giant. Sort sort of sort of like Nimrod or Og was <laughs> like great king, but also temperamental and almost like Gilgameshian before he met Enkidu and became <laughs> uh, became good. Gilgameshian. I will say this about Finn. I do like his new remix version of his theme, actually. Listen, how many wrestling shows are going to use Gilgameshian? Just stick with <laughs> us, folks. You're going to get none. Some- guaranteed. Right. <laughs> That's guaranteed. There's, I, I actually, I would put my house on it that it would, <laughs> that it wouldn't. But uh, yeah, Don Tony's um, never going to say Gilgameshian. He can't even pronounce it. 
she definitely can't pronounce it but anyway he continues as they talk about Rey Mysterio's mysterious disappearance and Dom accuses Cody of ruining his moment but JD if he'd done that New York he couldn't even figure out how to put fucking in the middle of Gilgamesian oh speaking of JD from New York do you know we're ranked higher than JD in Canada we should be ranked higher than JD everywhere because he sucks I all he does you is not. curse fucking this are... fucking that fucking this you're not interesting if every sentence has fucking it well, we are in the top 50 in Canada, so shout out to our Canadian viewers and listeners. And yes, we are above JD from NY. So Thank eat you, that, Chris. Jerry. <laughs> yeah. Take that, Jerry. That's his shoot name. Anyway. Jerry Erasmus. Yeah, that, that's right. It is. Anyway, Cody, uh, Tom accuses Cody of ruining his moment. But if he'd done that in prison, he would have got God. <laughs> this is good. I love Cody's response to this also. But anyway, and he wouldn't be standing here right now. Then Damien Priest gets on the mic and says, Mysterio should be the only multi-generational star main, investing, uh, main inventing WrestleMania, not some suck-up. <laughs> He's kind of right. Who gets what he wants. But then Dom continues saying, Dom says Cody owes him, and he owes him an apology for ruining his moment. Rhodes asks him to hold up and says he runs the risk of pissing him off, but he has to ask if Mysterio is trying to scare him straight. What do you think he meant by that, actually, Jeff? Do you mean straight, wink, wink, or no, straight? No, I don't. I think it, it's... I like actually old, do. I think it's like the old scared straight programs that you went right. to in school, like when they took you to the, the prison so the kids wouldn't be bad. But I personally think he really meant it the other way, just the way he I said it. I know he did, because this is the PWC and everything That's is right. Famous. It is, well, I'm telling you, Cody, I think really... Because it is prison, right? I mean, you know what happens in there. People oh, get got. So you think it was a double entendre? Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, would, he be, <laughs> would he be trying to scare Cody straight? So the innuendo would be that Cody's gay. Uh, right, that's true. Which is weird with uh, Cody's response. Yeah, they, I mean, it's weird. That's why I didn't think it was in that direction. Because it doesn't well, make sense. But then again, Cody never did go to college, so... Yeah, that's right. And Cody, you know, he's, yeah. he's still lisping a bit. Especially his uh, S's. His yeah. S's are yep. very em- emphasized. Just mm-hmm. saying. Uh-huh. I said it. Uh-huh. Anyway, certainly the Mysterios are one of the royal families, he goes on and says. Mysterio tells him he doesn't respect his own father, and he certainly doesn't respect Dusty Rhodes either. Cody then asks the crowd if he should play it safe so close to WrestleMania or should he do what he wants to do and kick somebody's ass mind you the crowd will actually chanting kick his ass in two promotions you have irreverent characters dissing Dusty Rhodes right that's true oh geez I wonder why the other one can't do something different but anyway and he challenges any of Judgment Day to a match tonight commentary then hypes up the the show tonight including several Elimination Chamber qualifying matches and then suddenly we get Edge making the entrance and jumps Finn Balor, kickstarting a brawl as Cody Rhodes makes the save. And we go to a break as the brawl is going hard. Yeah. Are you uh, scared straight? So scared straight that you're hard? I'm very hard for condom. Anyway, okay. uh, do we really need Edge in this really? I mean, yes, we needed Edge because Edge has a feud with the Judgment Day. I right, mean, the, but I, I would have rather him come out later on in another segment involving well, the Judgment Day. Somebody had a backup, Cody. He wasn't going to get beat down by three people. Uh, your oh, so your geez. other choices were the OC. Ah, it makes sense. Edge it makes sense every day over the OC. Oh, I beg to differ. Differ, actually, Jeff. 
Well, you're probably that one out of the. You're probably that that Too one sweet dentist, me, baby. You're probably that one dentist who doesn't recommend <laughs> sugarless gum to their patients who chew gum. Indeed, absolutely. I'm. I'm you're probably hubba bubba, baby. Hubba bubba, absolutely. I haven't had a hubba bubba for years, dude. Bubblicious it. Hey, come on, hubba bubba was good, man. Except the flavor wouldn't last that long, though. And it'll taste like well, rubber. That's not very good. It's not is better. Absolutely. Did, did you guys have the roll up, the roll sort of uh, hubba bubba, where Probably. it's rolled up? Yeah, that one was was good too. I don't know if they still sell that, but uh, hubba bubba is still around, right? I have no idea. I haven't se- I haven't really paid attention to it. I haven't seen it in a while. But I'm sure it is. But anyway, I cannot remember the last time I chewed gum. Really? Not even uh, extra. Not even extra. Really? God, I, I actually still chew extra. It's good for you, apparently, for your teeth. Anyway, I, I, I say bullshit. But anyway, next we see Austin Theory walking backstage, and we also get a confirmation of Cody versus Finn for later tonight. But we get Shish please in Chad Cable versus <laughs> Seth Rollins for your Elimination Chamber qualifying match. Gee, I Decent wonder match. who will win this match. I know. I know, it's silly, but yes, as you said, Seth Rollins wins by pinfall via the pedigree and qualifying for the Elimination Chamber match. Like, what has Chad Gable done to deserve to be an Eliminator? He's lost every single match he's in, and I think he's been the one takes them in. I mean, even Ali, who had a... And, and everyone knows, I don't like Ali, but Ali had a little thing going with Seth Rollins. At least that would make sense to Where's Ali off. now, Jeff? I, I don't really care what Ali is, but I mean... Exactly. Like, Gable... Hashtag, he, free Gable, Ali from me. But Gable doesn't belong here at kayfabe, and I also don't want to be seeing him losing matches like this. This is like... This, to me, is like AEW booking. These two guys will put on a great match. I don't care. I, there's no banger after banger after banger, <laughs> like Seth, uh, Seth, like uh, Drew and Shamus right. say. And you the got men's... and you got uh, Otis there, who you know isn't going to do anything. I mean, he stands there and he doesn't get involved. So but like Little Fittichini a... says, Seth versus Gable was good though. Banger after banger. Probably a yes. <laughs> More than likely, um, I will say you're right because Jake Cable is a loser. I mean, but he's kind of entertaining at the same time. Well, for me, anyway. Yeah. I mean, I mean it is really he, he has a sense of humor. He's funny, but he does. Um, this shoes thank you thing is is it's over. It's over. Ah, but it's fun doing it. It's like shush, please, thank you. Well, it might be fun doing it, but it's not fun hearing it. It's not as fun as ha but no, nothing's as fun as ha <laughs> 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 You can go so many different ways. You well, can. speaking though of fun, we're going to go to no fun next, though, Jeff. Talk about limitless. <laughs> it is Candice LeRae versus Io Sky or Eo Sky, whatever you want to call her. Oh, sorry, I, I mean talk about limited. Limited, indeed. Uh, anyway, Eo Sky wins by pinfall. Listen, Eo Sky looked good in this match anyway. Candice LeRae, what, talk about a, a zero. Yeah, get her off my TV, man. Yeah. Straight up, get her off. She sucks. I'm sorry. Yeah, WWE's earnings sorry. expectations were off by $10 million. That There's 300000 right there. There's probably another 400000 in, in her in her useless husband. There's probably $1.3 in Baron Corbin. Yeah. Well, he is pretty useless, including... Right. Baron Corbin and bringing JBL back. I mean, that can't be cheap. I'm sure he demanded, you know, uh, three to five hundred thousand. 
So that, what that's is he huge. doing anyway? He's doing nothing. Nothing, nothing good. Dude. I mean, if you like, I've said it before. If you're going to have JBL, the Texas, you know, mogul, represent Baron Corbin, it should be oil Baron Corbin, and he should also be dressed in a ten-gallon hat and a cowboy suit. You know, you it's know? funny. I brought this up on the Smack Attack last week, right? right. When we we're reviewing Royal Rumble for HMG and Channel Attitude.com, and uh, they all laughed at me. They all laughed at me. I was like, really? It's funny. It's supposed to be funny. No, but they laughed at me like I'm an idiot, like saying that, believe it or not. Well, really, thought, well, because this is good, what he's doing now? If he's yeah, I, his, I agree with you. No I'm, change in him except he's with, he's, he's with JBL. Well, I actually agree with you, Jeff, believe it or not. I actually do. I totally agree with you. But they laughed at me. I'm like, really? You don't see it? Hello? <laughs> Hello? You know what? Ding I don't dong. want to be a smack attack anymore. I, I quit. <laughs> I quit before before I leave uh, it on. Uh, shout outs to the smack attack crew and everyone at HMG and channelattitude.com. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, let's move on, though. Enough of that match. There's nothing to really report other than uh, Mrs. Gargano sucks, just like her oh, husband. So bad. Bad. And But the one that doesn't suck is Rhea Ripley because she makes her entrance and gets on the mic. She says it's been a while since she's been out here without her Latino hit. I couldn't believe she said that. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And her Judgment Day crew. But she wanted all the attention tonight. So two nights ago, she disrupted the status quo, went the distance and overcame and outlasted 29 other women to win the Royal Rumble. And now she gets to choose which champion to challenge at WrestleMania. Three years ago, she had just turned 24. She was, she was the NXT Women's Champion and her career was just getting started. She stood in the in this ring and she challenged Charlotte Flair to a match at WrestleMania. And she can admit that Flair put her in her place. And the funny thing about Charlotte is that she's always in the title picture. She's always at the top of her game and she hates to give her credit, but she only gets better every year. And Charlotte is at the top in WWE. But she's a disruptor, Jeff. She doesn't like the natural flow and she doesn't like things being overplayed. So she advises Charlotte to enjoy everyone rising and bowing down to the Queen because they're about to rise to Rhea Ripley at WrestleMania. She'll put Flair in her place and just to make the message totally clear, she says she chooses Charlotte and that's that, Jeff. What do you think of the promo? And are you happy that she chose Charlotte over Bianca Belair? Yeah, this is unfinished business. This this was the giant she shouldn't slay or she failed to slay in the past. And back when it happened, you know, people were sort of disappointed by this. And at the time, Triple H said, wait for the story to play out. And then Triple H had a heart attack. And then somebody got hurt. And then Charlotte sure. had got married and had one of her many surgeries. And then had one of her <laughs> boobs burst. And then she had a bunch of dental surgery. And, you know, never happened. So, you know, call, call it long-term st- storytelling. Call, call it time a loose end-up. But, yeah, this is a loose end. And this is a, and as as great as bianca is and she is great she's she's not yet a legend in five years she might be in, in five years she, if she continues having the career she's having now she'll be in the conversation but charlotte flair as we sit here and talk is the best female wrestler of all time period end of story whoever you can make an argument, who, what, can make an whatever argument. japanese female wrestler you want to tell me about nobody knows nobody saw what they did Akira um, Hokuto is one of the best of all time, Jeff. Somebody that nobody has an idea who that is. <laughs> um, I mean, the oh, second boy. best is probably Asuka. Um, hey, hey, absolutely, man. Yeah. No shit. Asuka is on another level too. And you know what? I did say this. 
She's the most over Jap, maybe except for the Great Muda and maybe Liger to a less extent. She's the most over Japanese wrestler in, from both male and female in America ever. I think that's fair to say. I mean, I, you know, I, I would think, you know, I would go back a little bit like to Mr. Fuji, maybe, you know, as a okay, heel. Okay, Fuji, right, because um, he was more of a manager, though. But Yeah. Um, but he was over, definitely. But also I was, you know, 10 when Fuji and Saido were, like, tag team champions. So, you know. That was a long time ago. You yeah, were 10? I, I wasn't even born yet. Yeah, it might have even been. I might have been younger, but I mean, your your childhood memory always seems larger than it, than it, than reality was. Anyway, oh, for sure. Yeah, no, I I, I mean, listen. And Saito make... is a legend too. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, but mostly for him and Patera getting into a fight with all those cops at McDonald's. At McDonald's, yeah, right. I remember that story. That's true. That's um, a great story, man. I can't remember where I heard that, but I know about it. Well, everywhere. Um, right. But yeah, I mean. I think you can make a case that Asuka is the most over, including Muda, just because of how big the business is now. But the audiences were bigger then, so you know, I, you know, who knows? It, it, it's not particularly important because you can divide. That's why. Power. Well, that's but, why I said Muda's an exception because really, I think he's the most over uh, Japanese wrestler of all I think time. He is too. I, yeah, I, I, I would say so. I mean, you know, you have the giant Baba Antonio Inoki, who yeah. are you know, legend status, but. I'm not Fujinami really... as well. No, not, not in the same. Well, he's in the WB Hall of Fame, so... <laughs> and that's, I mean, so what? So, so, so is Vern Gagne. I mean, it's not... Yeah. yeah, Vern was so overrated, and his son couldn't wrestle for shit. Yeah, so. son sucked. Uh, <laughs> he sucked. So Greg Gagne, you suck. Yeah, he's, he's definitely... <laughs> um, anyway, uh, so yeah, I, no, I, I liked it. I liked how she cut a nice clean promo she told the story she gave her explanation it made perfect sense this is the this is the chip that's on her shoulder so she's going after the best cool also and, and if by she the does way win, she becomes Grand Slam good, champion. She switches tv shows which is interesting i don't know but, but why though but do we really need that uh, because smackdown's well, only getting stronger dude well i mean you know whatever i mean i know it's know, the a show coming. now but, but come you know, on but if she switches and she's no longer in judgment, what happens is Dominic? Does he come with her? What about the rest of it? I mean, there's a whole lot of other subtext to it that, that, True. that goes along with that. So anyway, I mean, I'm assuming she's going to win because she should. She um, should. And listen, I'm sure Charlotte wants to finish the story. And also, Charlotte's at 14. She, she, she can only get to 15, 16, 17 by losing, losing. 14, 15, <laughs> and 16. So, it's true. It's true. And also, um, like I was trying to say before, if uh, Rhea Ripley does beat Charlotte at WrestleMania, she does become a Grand Slam champion. Hence why she sort of alluded on the press conference after the Rumble, she kind of wanted to go for Charlotte, preferably because of that. She wrestled Bianca Belair, what was it, last year, I think? Mm -hmm. Or the year before? Yeah. Yeah, people forget so, she had the title for a short period of time. She, she also did. was the NXT title. She was a, she's been a tag team champion. Actually, didn't she lose the Raw Women's Championship to Bianca Belair, I think? I think it was oh, to Charlotte. Oh, it was to Charlotte. No, maybe you're right. Anyway, it doesn't matter. But yeah, the point is she was champion at one stage. But anyway, yeah, look, I think she's outgrown Judgment Day, Jeff, by this point. She's, she's always been the star of Judgment Day. But uh, actually, Judgment Day's starting to sort of grow on me. They are. They're not bad, dude. Not I'm not going to lie. Like, yeah, Finn looks like a little piece of shit in that group. Like I'd like them to throw Finn out and and put Cross in there or something, you know, like someone who needs it. Like put put Cross and Elias in there, just you know. Uh, uh, Cross and Elias. 
I don't. It doesn't matter which two guys necessarily. All I'm saying Cross is like, maybe, maybe you can save him because it makes sense because of the type of character that he is, right? Yeah, right. Sort of into the darkness, right? I mean, supposedly. I'm just saying you, you, when you create a faction, like nobody thought anyone would ever give a shit about Tully Blanchard or Ole Anderson, but they do because they were in the Horsemen. I mean, the OG Horsemen. People get bigger as a result of being in a, in a faction. I mean. Steve Austin was nothing. He was no one until he was in the Dangerous Alliance. He was just a journeyman. True. A long actually. Let's be honest about Steve Austin. He was a late bloomer in becoming a star. Sure. He was grinding for over eleven years before he became Stone Cold Steve Austin, one of the biggest superstars ever in not only pro wrestling history but obviously WWE. Yeah. Well, sure. I mean, one statement it subsumes the other, but yeah. Um, all right. So, what's next? What's next what's after next? Uh, what's next is Seth Rollins being interviewed backstage. <laughs> and before he talks to Elimination Chamber, he wants to talk tonight. What a crowd and what a fight against Chad Cable. And now he's going to go and take the United States Championship back and go on to WrestleMania. And he says, "Let's go." <laughs> not let's fucking go. No, no, no. He should say let's freaking go. But he also says he doesn't like the next question so much. And then we go to the break. Hey, hey. Hey, well, that that, that was fine. Uh, what's, wasn't didn't the the interviewer bring up Logan Paul and he sort of made a face? I think he did. Yeah, didn't she bring up Logan well, she Paul did. and he's and he's like, oh, what? and he just sort of he sort of didn't. Away. Yeah, he he didn't like the question. That's yeah. how he ends it. He doesn't like the next question so much. Right. And then we go to a break. So he didn't. Right, answer. That was that was the important part of the interview. Well, he didn't answer it, so <laughs> there's nothing to say. But I think clearly we're going to move into a program between him and Logan Paul right. at WrestleMania, which I'm cool with. Sure, so am I. <laughs> Speaking of not cool, though, mm-hmm. we get the two biggest jobbers currently on Raw, and that is Baron Corbin with JBL versus your man and your favorite, Johnny Gargano. Oh, <laughs> yeah. God. In an Elimination Chamber qualifying match. How do we even have to talk about one this? of these guys qualified to be in an elimination chamber this is what i hate about wwe i mean listen we go crazy with pulling our hair about the ranking systems in aw but right wwe doesn't even try like baron corbin i don't think is i think he's won one match in the last four months and has he even won a match yeah and johnny i don't know what he's done because he was he was already injured and came back and i'm pretty sure he he, I, i don't know whatever it is neither of these guys deserves to be in anything yeah, so I'm not even going to say shit other than Johnny Gargano wins by pinfall via a small package. Uh, anyway, we come back from commercial, though, because we get MVPs in the ring to host their VIP lounge, Jeff. Are you Sweet. excited? I am. I'm, I'm, sure. I'm excited. <laughs> Campaign's interest- I mean, I don't, know where the, I don't know why there weren't any baddies there, but okay, I guess he's getting old and slowing down, huh? I guess. Well, he enters the show and welcomes his guest tonight. It is the WWE United States Champion in Austin Theory. MVP tells him to make himself comfortable, and Theory is very impressed with the VIP lounge. He talked about watching the VIP lounge when he was a kid a long time ago, and he's here to help Montel reinvent it and make it relevant. And then he says, think about this. The VIP lounge presents ATL Austin Theory Live, or even better, just call it, Austin Theory Live. Uh, MVP then admits it has a ring to it, but classics never go out of style. Theory then tries to claim that he's a classic 
and Montel says he's too young and takes the crowd's temperature on his idea. MVP then asks him where his head is at going into uh, Elimination Chamber and Austin takes offense because he got behind Bobby Lashley last week. MVP then says he knows Lashley can beat Theory and Austin backs off to talk about the Elimination Chamber. He goes on to say it's grueling and hard to survive but he has in fact survived it. He's even survived Brock Lesnar F fiving him off the top of the chamber yep. and he's still here because he has the ruthlessness the new generation needs and no amount of aggression yep. can stop him MVP then digs it because he knows Those where are he Easter eggs folks Easter eggs ruthless aggression MVP then digs it because he knows where he is as a young brash United States champion who got thrown off a pod because the Undertaker did that to him and he knows Theory is scared to he's scared to hell and that anyone could be in the chamber. Austin then scoffs at the at the comparison and Porter tells him that the Bob is more dangerous to him than the Undertaker. Theory then says he's beaten Lashley twice. When I say Bob, I'm talking about Lashley. Theory says he's beaten Lashley twice. Not the haircut. Not the haircut, Bob. That's why I corrected myself. Theory says he's beaten Lashley twice and he's not gonna be in the chamber. And he wants to talk about something that isn't the past. MVP agrees and admits that Lashley isn't business partners with him anymore, so he can't speak on his behalf. But for his health, he should. Austin doesn't buy it and tells MVP that he should be worried about his own health and, more importantly, about Bobby Lashley's health because everybody in this arena knows that Lashley is his meal ticket and that meal ticket is about to get chewed up by Brock Lesnar and to Bobby Lashley. Why doesn't MVP bring Omos with him? He does manage him. Like, right. like, doesn't he know that, that there's things are likely to go wrong in his talk show segment? Like, why wouldn't you have a seven foot three giant there? Right. Well, I guess Lashley was, was the guy to help him out. It does, I mean, but he doesn't represent Lashley. Lashley doesn't want much to do uh, with Well, him. it seems like we, they look, it's a bad. Listen, Jimmy, listen to your dad. Road. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, daddy. Just quietly. Anyway, enter Bobby Lashley. MVP tries to back MVP's him MVP's like a year older than, than Lashley. I know. They, they, I mean, they're both pushing 50, if not 50 already, right? Yeah, I think Lashley just turned 46. I think MVP is 47. 46? Are you sure he's not older? Um, not sure he's not younger. I don't think he's older. I think he's older. I'm going to quickly look that up. Because I, okay. I was surprised. Well, well anyway, well, what, what happened is that Lashley came in and he was... Uh, wreaking right. all sorts of hell and he was about to do a spear on uh, Austin Theory but Austin Theory pulled MVP's walking stick and so he pulled MVP into the path of the spear so Lashley inadvertently speared MVP and not Austin Theory and so you know uh, yeah. and Lashley didn't seem too concerned about MVP but Austin Theory made his getaway it was pretty much a lazy uh, segment, to be honest. They could have done so much more. And if this well, is a story, I thought that was sort of clever. I just, I, I just well, don't understand why almost wasn't there. I mean, obviously, so this could happen. Um, but it doesn't this, matter though. This, even this, if... well, it does because it throws a giant monkey wrench into my dream of a reformed hurt business. No, 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 no. I'm not talking about that. I agree with you. I think it would have been better if Omos was there, but they didn't do anything with it. So, at the end of the day, I think they. For me, why I say it's lazy booking is because if they're trying to tell us that the hurt business is coming back, they're not doing a pretty good job of it. Uh, I I don't know what to tell you. I mean, it's true. Just saying. 
Well, anyway, backstage, Judgment Day are interviewed. Finn Balor tells Brian Saxon to tell Edge he's not hard to find, and he works Mondays. <laughs> As for Cody Rhodes, he's been stealing from him for years, so tonight he's getting trounced, and Balor is coming to collect. Eh, right. Clearly, you right. did collect. <laughs> Just saying. Also, we get a special preview of Dave Bautista's movie, which looks intriguing. Does it? Does it, though? I don't know. I kind of... I'm interested. I'm not going to lie. I mean, it's an M. Night Shyamalan movie, and, like, has he done anything good since, like, Unbreakable? Not really, but this might be the movie. It, it might be. Uh, it's clearly he's the bad guy, Listen, whatever is going on there. But Drew Yari gave it uh-huh. a review and said, was a great no, was a perfect no, but he liked it. So Drew Yari likes everything. So with that review... That's a good name for a podcast. I think... I think an I think an average person would give this a three point seven five out of ten without it's even saying I'm saying I'm saying that that this is a below average movie. All right, oh, well, I'm gonna have to check it out. Um, because nothing uh, below average like Jimmy T. Yeah, right. Come on, yeah, do you think of me that much, that low, really? Anyway, Jeff. Um, <laughs> okay, you're mid. I'm higher than mid. Come on, man. I'm way higher than mid. You're really pushing things now. You're really pushing things. (laughs) But um, I I just want to say, Yari should think about calling it, making a new show, calling calling it Drew Yari Likes Everything. I think that's a great name for a podcast show. Or the Yari Six. (laughs) The Yari Six. Well, shout out to Drew Yari. Yeah. You better shout out us that you never do. I know. It's your fault. He, he shouts me out all the time. He never shouts me out, damn it. No, he doesn't. Never. He doesn't like you. Never. Yeah, we'll tell him to. He's never liked you. Eat a dick. <laughs> I'm only joking, Drew. I'm only joking. Anyway, uh, where were we? Uh, we got the Miz next, uh, Jeff. Oh, God. Yes. When my hands goes up, your mouth goes shut, Jeff, remember? That's fine. Talk about the Miz fast. <laughs> Let's get out. Let's get well, into this. He's basically bitching about being disrespected at Raw 30 and getting teamed up on and eliminated first at the Royal Rumble and getting first man out chance at the airport. That's bullshit, means You know it. Right. Of course, the crowd chants that at him and he treats them like the children he claims they are. We, with, like I just said, when my hand goes up, your mouth goes shut. He's also upset that he didn't get an elimination chamber qualifier and says he won't leave the ring until he gets the opportunities he deserves. Enter Adam Pierce, though, Jeff. He says, lucky for Miz, he's got a guy been beating his door down all night for an opportunity like that. And it's the newest member of the Royal roster in Rick Boogs. He's back. That's great. Looking looking bigger than ever. He's a giant man with a stupid gimmick, but okay. Well, Boogs air guitars his way to the ring, but Miz scoffs at the idea of wrestling him in a $10,000 suit. Double Pierce breasted won't, suit. Double that's breasted. right. Double breasted and double bald, apparently. Pierce, though, won't let him out of it. And this match is official as we get Rick Boogs versus the Miz. The dry cleaning. <laughs> true. That's true. Well, anyway, Miz gets jobbed out here as Rick Boogs wins by pinfall via military press. World's strongest slam. What do you think, Jeff? It's the Miz. I don't care. Rick Boogs. Uh, I mean, again, Rocky Boogs. Getting- Raw keeps getting people that don't add anything to the show. So Cody being back and Edge are, are huge. Um, 
and even Brock being sort of back, you know, it, he's it, he doesn't it, he's on no show. He's on SmackDown, yeah, he goes, Raw. He just he goes, goes wherever he wants. wants. But he, since right. he's since he's stalking Lashley, it's gonna be more Raw. <laughs> but uh, I mean, listen, Rick Boogs is fine. I you know he he never really got a chance. Him and Nakamura were an interesting tag team. They were they were getting to- hot, dude. They were getting hot. I mean, if Nakamura is also coming to Raw and they're going to, you know, re- revive that, that that's all right. On his own, I'm not sure Rick Boogs can do it. I think he needs something. And frankly, so does Nakamura. And the two of them work together. Uh, right. And sometimes things just work, which is, you know, why I was saying Cross and Elias. Not because I was specifically had any thoughts uh-huh. of Elias, but I was just saying throw some other guy in there. You know, some other big lug. You just never know what's going to work. Because um, who would have yeah. thought Nakamura and Rick Boogs would work? And they, But they do. True. Um, it did work for whatever reason. It fucking worked, right? So maybe, maybe Nakamura's coming to to Raw. That that's fine. He doesn't really seem to have anything set to do. Uh, so that'd be all right. But what I think of this, it was fine. It was exactly fine. I, I don't care what happens to the Miz and Rick Boogs is a big strong guy, and obviously Jeff likes big strong guys, and you know, and so <laughs> that, 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 that's fine. Big and strong, right? And then you know, later on, they were teasing <laughs> the thing about you know that you know. Elias is jealous because people think Rick Boogs plays guitar better than he does, which he does. He and actually does. Elias, you know, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. And Elias thinks he's the star, and so it's obviously going to be, you know, guitar wars, but, you know, maybe will it end up that they're dueling guitars, but then they become, be- like, best friends guitars? Uh, you know, the, I can see that. You know, dueling guitars become dual guitars? I mean, you know, so, oh, uh, you know, at least they have something in common. Who knows? Who knows what kind of dynamic they have? Ooh. Anyway, it's it's... It's a it's a low to mid card feud. It's fine. It is. It is. It's true. Well, anywho, we come back from commercial after that little segment, and we get Alpha Academy are walking backstage and past Maximum Male Models. The boys call Otis disgusting and grotesque, but Maxine Dupree says he's perfect. He's perfect. As we go to a break. This are we great. really getting this? Those, those, those two, yes, I don't care. Because Alpha oh Academy God. is a dead dog, and Maximum Male models are dead dogs. They're horrendous, but she has something. I mean, not just because she's good looking. She has she, she has timing. She has charisma. She has a light in her eyes, and she's very good looking. And those two guys, this stinks for them. But it was funny because one guy goes, "It's disgusting. Yeah. He's grotesque. That's grotesque. Yeah. He's perfect." Or I think she. I think she said. It's perfect. Not even oh, yeah, it's perfect. I think it was, says, it's perfect. perfect. Like he's a creature. It was, yeah, yeah. That, and I don't think she was. And then he's like, "Oh yeah, exactly." <laughs> like, I I love it. This is this is like almost the Mandy Rose thing, but I I don't think it's going to have the romance in it, which is fine because you know, I don't know. I he'll listen. be the big bodyguard of the maximum male models, but just up like with a Versace shirt glasses i can picture the glasses on him when they first started maximum male models i was Slacks. willing to give it a try but i didn't i didn't feel like there was anything there because mansoor is a zero and what they were doing with la Knight, eli drake seemed ridiculous and yeah. all them keeping them as jobbers was fine but i don't know this, this this is one of those things that it could work i'm not saying it will work no it will work it, it will can work. work and we'll We'll see. I just want to give it a chance, and then the dynamic with with you know Gable and you know is is he coming in? Is he is he the odd man uh-huh. out? Is he going to? He get, could pull it off. Students? I think though. I think even Gable could pull it off, man. Yeah, but I don't think they're interested in Gable. That's the thing. So uh, you know, so is he going to get? Is he going to have to recruit two new members of Alpha Academy? I mean, you know what what's going on there? Is that where? Is that how AOP comes back? I, I don't know. Whatever it is, uh, whatever it is, it's a wrestling story. 
I was I became interested immediately because their reactions were great, especially hers. Like theirs, I'm like, ah, I don't care. But then she goes, it's perfect. And I'm yeah. just like, yes. Can I'm we like, call it can we call it Maximum Male Academy if they're both going into it? MMA. Yeah, hey, MMA. Absolutely. There you sure go. That that we, is perfect. We can if they're both going into it, but they're not both going into it. So it's oh that, that, that's not how wrestling works. Um, that's such a shame. That's money. That's money you're losing on the table right now. Well, no, MMA, not, dude. That is so good. Yeah, Triple M, MMA. I mean, yeah, it it's also trademark infringement. So is it really? No, not really, because UFC yeah. is not MMA. No one owns MMA. That's no, the name sure of the sport. You're right about no one owns. I bet somebody no, no. owns MMA. No way. No I bet one there's some national association of mixed martial arts that owns MMA. Oh hell no! It's like saying wrestling, though. For example, somebody. or basketball, or football. Like, do you know what I mean? Uh, that's that's. I know you're a lawyer. No, but, the but that's national, a hard one. The copyright association is is you know. Right, but there's basketball leagues all over the world that has basketball. Well, in guess there. what? We don't we don't have to guess. So I will. I'm gonna go on to tests and find out. Please, isn't that your specialty, Jeff? Copyright. Uh, well, this is trademark. Okay, is it different? I've always yeah. wondered what's the difference between R and C. Well, and TM, and TM too. Actually, C is for copyright. Jeez. R yeah, is for that. a registered trademark. TM is for you are asserting your trademark. Aren't they all the same? But one is temporary. No. Oh. Trademark is for like WWE is a trademark. Trademark is a symbol or a name or a word or even sounds, something that's for branding that associates. Okay. The, the consumer would would see that and think that it's your goods or services. Um, a copyright is basically a recorded, completed work, usually a book, a song, a movie, oh. uh, a painting, something like okay. it, source code. There are several MMAs that are own trademarks. Um, several MMAs? That doesn't make sense. Well, they're not all. They don't all stand for the same thing. So then I assume you can call them MMA. Well, I don't know. We're going we're gonna to see if the MMA is one that has to do with the uh, the association. Well, I'm telling you, if, the, if this does happen... I think they, they, they have to be alert. They have to I mean, be there's one that says aware. lead MMA and there's one that says the MMA channel. So, I mean, they, they, you know, if they wanted to make us a, a stink, especially when a company's trying to get sold, you know, they, this, this would be a good time to do it, even if you don't have the strongest case. Actually, speaking of that, do you think it's quieted down a little bit with WWE getting sold? Do you still think there's a chance? And I know you're going to say everything's a chance, but in all honesty, will the McMahons somehow still hold on to it for at least a few more years no i i, I mean nick khan just did an interview where he said that, that vince will absolutely step away it, you know it's all about getting the sale on the best really uh, the the best the best price and wow. um, i i don't think that you can say that kind of thing out loud without violating securities laws if it's a if it's a lie plus vince said it too and they've got a bunch of there's a bunch of lawsuits out there between shareholders right. it's not all the spa manager and stuff like that there's there's probably five or six shareholder derivatives suits all about you know keeping him out but i think most of them are about trying to make sure that he sticks to a sale because i think a lot of people don't trust him um there's 696 records so i'm not going to go through them all but it does look like there is one let's look at pro mma uh, so in other words every tom dick and harry's pretty much got a copyright with mma trademark oh sorry trademark 
Yeah, but it does look like they could probably do it. But they could so, for sure. Oh no, your 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 phone is ringing again or something, or it's why? Really What's dark. happening? Oh shit! Yes, it is. My phone has died. Oh no, that's right. I gotta find a AD. Can you get me a cord, please? Oh god damn it! Anyway, right. for the time being, I gotta be. I mean, don't, off camera. Why don't you always have it plugged in when you're doing the show? I mean, why? why I thought it? I did. I thought I did, I mean, but I didn't. This, that's right. Just, is this just for the comedy now? <laughs> All right. So yes. we're done with we're, we're done with the Alpha Academy segment. So what, what's what's next? What's next is Bailey making an entrance and getting on the mic. She says, "This is so, this raw has been all uh, promos, pretty much mainly." She right. says, "Somebody, I mean, she says everybody's talking but about how damaged like like her outfit was cool. Like like I think she's been looking mostly like shit, but I think she looked cool tonight. Bailey, that night, yeah. A lot of people love Bailey's backside, dude. I don't care about those people. Yeah, well, well, I'm just saying, a lot of people really, really dig that backside." Anyway, um, she goes on to say everybody's talking about how Damage Control took Becky Lynch and made history, and they were dominant in the Royal Rumble. Uh, elimination after elimination after elimination after elimination. But she has to say her personal favorite was single-handedly eliminating our man, Becky Lynch. Now, thank goodness she's finally done with Becky Lynch, and the story is over and done with. And then enter Becky Lynch. She calls Bailey a stupid fool, and tells her to shut up. Let's say dumb. Yeah. And, and anyway, they're not done until she says they're done. And she already won the Royal Rumble. She didn't need to win it again. Yes, you did. She just needed to make sure none of Damage Control won. Betty accuses her of making excuses, which is true. But Lynch points out all the excuses the role model has empowered. Uh, I mean, sorry, has employed to avoid having to prove that she's better. Bailey then claims she's just smart and Lynch should read a book or something. She destroyed Lynch in this promo. Mm -hmm. Bailey tells her she's not good enough. Not even good enough for her husband, Seth Rollins, which was gold. Right. Who only married her because, get this, knocked Jeff. He knocked her up. <laughs> and there might be some truth to that. I, I don't know if the timing checks out on that, but that may be true. It could be true because I was kind of surprised, to be honest. When he was with her, with her, no, I dare yeah, say yeah, it could have could have been an accident, Jeff. Well, I mean, it's yeah, just a little fling, fling. Next, thing you know it, <laughs> wedding bells. Could be, could be. Rollins <laughs> ruins everything. It does. He does. Anyway, um, Betty claims. Oh no, I already said that part. Anyway, uh, Becky says this started ten years ago in Orlando, and next week Raw is in Orlando to end this where it all began and give her the steel cage match that we didn't get jeff by the way last week which you should have had right um yeah well not last week you're right last week well yeah nearly two weeks ago a couple days anyway uh brady says there's no chance and lynch says she thought about that and she'll be right back becky heads to the back as Brady shouts about not having time for this lynch then returns with dakota kai's leg trapped in a steel chair she steps on Dakota's good leg and asks Bailey what it's going to be. Chair in hand, she winds up and Bailey screams and she accepts and Becky can have her damn match. Lynch says she can bring her friends next week, but she might want to go check on EO in the back as Bailey checks on a sobbing Dakota Kai as we cut away and go to the break. This is so stupid. I criticized this when AEW did it, when a face was holding... A heel hostage, you know, you know, over threats of pain. I think it was, I think it was 
John Moxley and Kenny Omega at the, at the time, and Moxley demanded a tag team match, not a title match, or yeah, or maybe Omega was a heel and demanded a, you know, they were beating up uh, Kingston or something, he demanded a tag team match instead of a title match, was which was retarded. At least they weren't this dumb. But I didn't like this. I think that Dakota Kai is actually injured. By the way, this I'll is another useless one. That's that's another probably two hundred and fifty thousand dollars of wasted, you know, uh, salary space. Um, or payroll space, they could have put a thumper with the, with this group to make damage control seem a little bit more threatening. You got the you got the tough one, you've got the technician, and then you have the high flyer. Instead, you got the the little will of the wisp who's already injured, which you know of course <laughs> she is because she's weighs ninety three pounds. Uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, the, 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 this was fine. We, we we you know we're getting the cage match. Uh, maybe it won't settle things. Maybe it will. Maybe they'll. You know they'll finish it up at the elimination chamber, whatever. It, it, More than likely, it's fine. This, this this is the feud that has that had to happen. I, I'm not sure who needs to win it. I mean, I don't know if Bailey's doing her year as Seth Rollins, where she loses everything, which does you know, which doesn't make a lot of sense since she's got goons. Um, mm. But I, I don't know what you do with Becky either, to be frank, because she's she's gone stale for me, dude. Yeah, well, she yeah, she, she's definitely stale. But I mean, it it seems to me that that. Oscar is next in line, and whatever they're doing with Bliss is is something of a story. And both those things have more to do with uh, uh, Bianca right now than uh, than Becky does. So I don't know. They're going to have to figure out a way to prolong this. I think. Um, anyhow, it was you know I didn't think this was particularly good. It wasn't particularly bad. There were things. It's Becky that's been bad in these segments, in my opinion, compared to Bailey. I think Bailey is so destroyed in the last two weeks. In the promos, you did okay? you hear me? Yeah. What, what you, happened? You said Bailey so destroyed her the last two weeks in the promos, and then you stopped speaking. Yeah. Well, I was getting your answer. I was waiting for your answer. <laughs> oh well, it looked like you were taking a breath to say something more. Um, oh no, 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 no. Yeah, she has, but Bailey, you know, up until now hasn't exactly been killing on the mic, and damage control hasn't exactly been killing the period. So, true. You know, I, you know. This, this to me is nothing but again you want to write something for you know everyone they're two of the four horsewomen let them feud you know it's fine I did you know at this point I you know like I said I, I think that the the cage match isn't going to finish it maybe they'll introduce a new member of damage control um, to help oh, you yeah, know right. not hurt uh, you know Sorry, uh, Lee, anybody it could be uh, or, or maybe they'll actually get a thumper um but you know they, they have to prolong it because this this you know again this is a you know a mid-card feud at this this point or mid to upper card feud for, for the women's division uh, which is a mid-card feud to be frank um and you know keep them both busy and and, and it's fine and they're both good wrestlers but yeah Be- becky she's she's been very mid with occasionally hitting something well and like her her wardrobe is strange her hair is strange like she's a face now but she still does her hair and wears the clothes of a heel half the time like she does she doesn't it doesn't feel like she really knows what she wants to be well she's trying to relieve the man era all over again which i think is not really working anymore oh yeah it was organic so you you can't force something that's organic you know once it's gone um And it doesn't matter because Carmella's back, so they're 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 well, both yes. on the back bench. So, and that's what's next because as we come back from commercial, Adam Pierce is interviewed. 
He confirmed the steel cage match between Becky Lynch and Bailey for next week, as well as the number one contenders match for Bianca Belair's Raw Women's Championship at Elimination Chamber. Um, anyway, the first four entrants are the last four in the Rumble, as we get Raquel Rodriguez, Asuka, Liv Morgan, and Nikki Cross. Oof. Yeah. To Oof. a few of those, yeah, to a few of those names, and the other two will be set by qualifying matches, with the first being a four-way on next week's show, as we get. Candice LeRae versus Mia Chin well should I say Mia Yim versus Piper Niven versus the returning Carmella yeah so two people who lose every match they're in practically and two who have just come back that's right that's that's very true speaking of losers though uh, we get Chelsea Green rolling up to complain about the unacceptable accommodations she's been given she's not just any superstar she's Chelsea Green and where is her private dressing room and Swiss chocolate? Sorry. So I'm a beaver. Wow. Wow. As Adam leads her off screen to deal with some of her issues. And, and then speaking of... Well, let me say this. Isn't Bailey really the Karen character when you think about it? Well, a diva and a Karen are two different things. And she's playing Well, a that's what Charlotte... Charlotte... I mean, Charlotte... Uh, Chelsea Green is the diva. Right, she's playing the diva, uh, right. which is also what Carmella plays. Which is right, also, that's true. Also, that's it's the same character essentially. I mean, I mean, there's no shortage. I mean, listen, I know it's derivative. I know it's copying. I don't care. Chelsea Green to me looks exactly like Britt Baker, except with a better body. Uh, and I've yeah, been Britt Baker's got a better head though. They look exactly the same. I yeah. and all Chelsea Green should do, she should wear the same outfit as Britt Breaker, sort of that red oh, Michael God. Jackson kind of jacket. Oh. She should do her hair the same way. She <laughs> should claim that she's a doctor of podiatric medicine, and she should say, <laughs> Dr. Chelsea Green, D-D-M. <laughs> you never know. And that, you would, never know. And, and that would be much better than this. Yes, it's copying. Don't care. Um, if it's, It'd be funny as hell. And she's a better wrestler than Britt. Britt's a better talker. Um, but you know, she's she's also has a better build than, than Britt. I mean, you want to say Britt has a better face? Uh, you know, maybe. But they, they they look strikingly similar to me. And I'll have to look those up. They're both hot anyway. So I'm, either way. Uh, but speaking of losers, we get a, a real big loser next, Jeff. It is Dolph Ziggler being interviewed from earlier where Mustafa Ali takes another loser by the way (laughs) who takes charge and Ziggler Ziggler promises to steal the show tonight as we get Bronson Reed versus Dolph Ziggler next in an elimination chamber qualifying match and guess who won that of course fuck me Bronson Reed and Ali had nothing to do with Bronson Reed or anything that nothing bunch of losers Jeff bunch of losers straight up so, by the way, speaking of losers, uh, the loser in Canada, JD, tweeted, uh-huh. Bronson Reed is fucking savage. What? JD? From New York? Yes. Not from well, Canada? You say Canada for some reason. No, the, a loser in Canada. Because oh. he's us in Canada. Um, okay. I mean, okay. But, like, to get that excited about Bronson Ranked higher in Canada, JD. You know, Bronson Reed. <laughs> I, I'm finding it hard to get excited about Bronson Reed. Well, we'll say this. I watched Raw Talk right after Raw, uh-huh. which ironically is on live on the WWE Network here in Australia. Yes, I said it. They're competing with Fox 8, which is where Raw and SmackDown is actually on 
on Australian television. But for whatever reason, we also get on the WB network. Okay. Whatever. Anyway, it is what it is, which is dumb in many ways, but cool in some other ways. Uh, yeah. Uh, Bronson Reed, look, I liked his promo on Raw Talk. I thought it was great. Here, he's winning, right? I mean, but what are they doing? They're not. They're not giving us anything. Like, give us something. Like, who is Bronson Reed for the people that don't know? Right. Why is he who he is? Like, we're not getting none of that. And I assume, like you said, they're doing Tony Khan style booking here. Are they assuming that we should already know who Bronson Reed is? I I guess, but are they? I mean, I'm not even. Sh- I think they're assuming that we should know that. Uh, Dolph Ziegler is a face, and I'm not. I'm not oh. even sure that most of the audience is, is on board with that. I mean, it, it was done. rather abrupt. Um, I don't know. I guess they're trying to give him squash matches against names to sort of, you know, build him up, and I guess get him a feud. I assume Ali was in that segment because that's his next his next opponent. I guess that'll be a mini feud. I, I don't yeah. know. I, I mean, care less. Right, right, right there. There's there's another. You know two out of three wasted payroll spots or salary spots or uh, yeah payroll you know probably totaling between Ali and Bronson Reed probably you know half a million to six hundred thousand right they were we're getting ever close to ten million dollars in mixed earning uh, expectations well at least with Bronson Reed he actually wins matches unlike Ali or yeah, Ziggler. He's a big guy and he's agile. I mean, I, I understand what people see in in his potential. It's just he, I don't know. I've but already I explained you, it. I get you. I he's that you. one guy that, that you never smelt his breath was bad and then one day you smelt his breath was bad and, and you can never get that stink out of your nose again. Well, would you would, do you think he would work, say, in the bloodline because of his Samoan heritage? I, I think that he could have, um, um, but now no, because he's spoken, and now they've spoken. He, he's got that stupid Australian accent, you know, which isn't which isn't <laughs> stupid generally, but it doesn't make sense in the Samoan bloodline. Just like if they brought up something, they couldn't let him speak. Because There's a lot of Samoans here, man. Yeah, but they're from the islands. They don't have accents. The only accents they have is what? like Jacob Batu, like street accents. Why? Why? Yeah, yeah, that's true. But in the Australian sense, though, fuck Australia. It makes no <laughs> sense in the bloodline. You're a character, man. I don't, don't know if I should be like offended that. by this. No, it's just irrelevant. <laughs> no, no, it, no, you're right. It's what you said about the accent, though. Jesus, Jeff. It doesn't fit within the bloodline. It doesn't make any sense. So <laughs> if he never spoke and he came in as... Like, it would make sense now that Jay is missing and Sammy is a problem and Kevin Owens is still lingering around somewhere and who knows, all, all these wolves are circling around the Usos' belts and you need, you need some reinforcements for the bloodline. Yeah, you you bring in Zion and and uh, Zion Queen Queen. Zion I think Queen and, he's and got the look, Ron, man. Ransom Reed, have them say nothing, and they just become the they're, they're like the the solos, you know, thumper helpers. Well, I was gonna say the problem here is we got Solo playing that role already. So, and Bronson well, Reed, had, if they he's had thumper. Eh, yeah, I don't know. I, I so doubt they'll do that. The, those guys are guarding the door. Right, I get you. I get you. And I don't know. So you're saying as long as they don't talk because of their Australian accent, Jeff? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's too late. Jeez. Wow. Maybe I, I should put on an American accent. accent. It just doesn't make sense with that act. But does it really... Should it matter? I don't think it yes. should matter. Why, though? Because they have to fit together. They have to feel like they're part of the... They're Samoans, bro. Yeah, they could be related from, you know, 
You're the one who rejected the Tongans, who they actually are related to. That's actually because they're to- yeah, but because they're Tongans, but that's why it's the same fucking thing. They just live on a uh, different island. You can't say yeah, they live on a different. You can't say that, Jeff. It's the same thing. Sure, they're it's Polynesian. The same it's the same people. Oh, if you told them that, they'll they'll beg to differ. Well, their DNA sounds different. I get what you're saying. You're right. They are kind of the same sort of people. Right. They are Polynesians, including all the Pacific Islands there, like Cook Islands. They all look the same. That's true. You know, I won't lie. But they won't say they look. You know that they are the same. And I've known all sorts of different Polynesians. I think the Samoans are the best, though. Just quietly. Yeah, Samoa, more Samoa, told my Samoans out there. But um, anyway, let's move on. You're racist, Jeff, and uh, that's that. Against Australia. You gold. Against Australians. That doesn't exist, apparently. Just quietly. What are we talking about? Well, we're talking about Carmella, actually, Jeff. Because she says, yes. She says she's, she's going to win a spot in the chamber and win the match as Asuka then rolls up dressed real nice. Just quietly... I'm the only one online to mention this and everyone agreed with me once they saw what I said but for anyone that doesn't know if anyone's a Yakuza fan and I'm talking about the video game she was going for the Goro Majima look 100% if you don't believe me Jeff I'll show you and you will say oh people cared because I got a lot of likes for saying that just quietly Uh, I'll show you You, you'll agree with me like 100% like there's no if or but about it you'll know what I mean and it makes sense she's Japanese she used to be a video game developer as a matter of fact I mean I noticed that her outfit didn't match she was going she was dressed as a male character that's anyway she had the blue teeth and Carmelo said gross and we saw that the blue the blue mist was not just on her teeth but it was drooling onto her chest well and she was uh, laughing devilishly yeah she was she's cool man like I love this. I popped because I'm a fan of the Yakuza series. I seem to be the only person online to actually. All right, have... listen. It's two thirty of my time. It's a, we're doing the show for an hour and twenty seven minutes. And we haven't got to SmackDown yet, so I don't. Hey, we can go half and half Yakuza if you want. Thing. No, go, keep going. <laughs> you want to keep? Go- you want to do the whole thing? I don't mind continuing tomorrow if we have we're to. We're not continuing anything tomorrow. Keep going. <laughs> Look at Jeff all feisty. Skip off the Yakuza thing. Nobody gives a fuck. <laughs> oh, come on, dude. People Move. give a fuck. Move along. Really? Move really? along. Move You're along. gonna do me like that, Jeff? For yes, real? Move along. Wow. I'm I'm so close to hang leave studio. Just move along. <laughs> Jeez, calm down, dude. No, Jeez. move along. Anyway, we get a recap of Boog's injury last year and return tonight. Backstage, Boog's is laughing with the street prophets. When an interview rolls up, he says it feels like he's climbing a mountain. We already covered this. Move along. <laughs> we didn't cover this. We did. Oh, whatever. Well, yes and no, but not really. But anyway, all right, fine. Let's let's just move on. It's the main event, Jeff. Finally, we're here. It is the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes versus your favorite Irish man in Finn Balor. Decent match, but Cody wins by pinfall via the crossroads. As post-match, we get Dominic checks on Rhea Ripley as Cody stands tall, and that's the show. It was fine. It was an okay match. The show was okay. It, it was just an okay run. For, for the show after the Rumble, I thought it was a little disappointing. Of import, Rhea and Cody called their shot. Uh, beyond that, probably not much. I mean, Carmella and Rick Boogs came back. Swell. Boogs. We saw a couple little stories develop. That, that I suppose that's fine. Uh, and, you know, 
continuation with uh, Lashley MVP and Austin Theory, even though we know that Brock Lesnar is really uh, Bobby Lashley's immediate dance partner. So, right. so Raw was okay. It was okay, but it was too Cody-centric. But it was all promos. Really, it was an infomercial for, for Cody and just everyone else doing promos. I mean, there wasn't many matches, to be honest, Jeff. Smackdown. Well, yes, it is Smackdown. And then we open up my notes for the Smackdown talk. But, um, Jeff, I guess it was another info commercial going into Smackdown this past, well, this past Friday. Yeah. Tons of recaps from the Rumble, tons of recaps from Smackdown, tons of recaps of recaps. Again, this this two-hour show had maybe 40 minutes of content in it. And while you're pulling up your notes, I can tell you that the show opened up with Caleb Braxton waiting to see if the bloodline was coming. The car pulled up. You see Solo open open the door. Jay walks out. Roman walks out. You see Paul behind them holding both belts, but there's no Jay Uso. Um, Kayla asks Roman for comment. He blows her off. Paul Heyman stops. The, I love Kayla and Paul Heyman together. I'm glad they're reunited. <laughs> They have this. They have this strange chemistry where they, they do. Both, they do. They're, they're totally fucking, um, which <laughs> is so gross on so many levels. Um, oh. But basically, she's like, "Do you have a comment?" And he's like, "No, I do not have a comment, Miss Braxton." But thank you for wearing our colors. Because she was wearing like a black blazer and a red turtleneck, so it was, it was <laughs> so that was a funny line. Um, and they walk. They walk in, and of course, then we got the recap of the entire bloodline imploding. Uh, storyline. Then SmackDown formally opened up. I don't recall what city they were in. Um, I'll tell you what city they were in. They were in South Carolina, Greenville, South Carolina at the Bon Secours Wellness Arena. Oh, wow. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want me to continue? Sure, go on. Well, you mentioned the start. Uh, Did you... uh, did you mention about the first match, though, Jeff? Yep, I did not mention the first match. And did you mention Roman Reigns brushes Kayla Braxton off and Paul yeah. Heyman tells her, okay, all right, yeah. I didn't need the, the Roman part. Anyway, we get Braun Strowman and Ricochet versus Imperium in Giovanni Vinci and Ludwig Kaiser for the WWE SmackDown Tag Team Championship number one contenders tournament match. Such a tongue twister. Anyway... Braun Strowman and Ricochet win by pinfall with a senton atomico off of Strowman's shoulders on Ludwig Kaiser becoming number one contenders to the WWE SmackDown Tag Team Championships. Are you happy with this victory? Right. Yeah, I am am happy with it because I predicted that they're going to be your your next tag team champions or they would be tag team champions uh, within this year. And uh, they're really getting a big response. The crowd is loving them together. Um, It's funny because they took their sort of their shoot you know animus about being a flippy flippy guy and a, you know and and they turned into something that works and good for ricochet for finally finding something that, that works and good for braun uh, who's continue with his success and and being a tag team guy because i mean he's still not good with his footwork i mean he almost fell down a couple times here as well he's a, he's a klutz dude yeah and they gave us a swerve because they kept showing us braun and gunter interacting in the rumble and other places but that wasn't at all the story. And yeah, they beat Imperium. I mean, I could see Imperium or Gunter maybe costing them the tag team titles this time around, but I don't know. There's so much going on around the bloodline, and they're sort of a hot act right now. 
and then Seamus and Drew seem to be busy with the the, the Viking idiots. So, um, what, what, this seems like a good time to to make a change and make a change on a hot team. And you know, two guys who you know deserve some flowers and people seem to like. But it wouldn't be the biggest deal in the world if they lost the titles in seven weeks. You know, it's you know, it's, it's not a big deal. I just don't like like Ricochet and Braun as a team. It's like big and smalls, two bald dudes. I like them for that reason because it's big and small. You, you guys, it's like the power and the glory. Except Paul Roman wasn't that much smaller than. No, he wasn't. He was yeah. shorter, but he was just as thick. Yeah, you know they they were both big guys. I mean, you know, but the, you know, but it's the sort of thing I I've always sort of liked this dynamic of one one big guy. I mean, power and glory were closer to Hawk and Animal than than this. This is this is an extreme difference, but I like the dynamic. I mean, you got the power guy. I mean, it's just that all the matches are the same. That you know, Ricochet gets beat up. He, he he manages to survive, get a little offense in, die for the tag, and then you know, Braun cleans it up, and then then they you know then they do some tandem offense and they get a win. Meanwhile, it it looked like. It, this, they landed on the Ludwig Kaiser really hard. People were saying that they he actually shit his pants. <laughs> that would have surprised me. I, I don't know, but that 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 looked pretty solid anyway. I, I like the match. Solid like indeed. Yeah, solid. <laughs> better than wet. Oh, better than wet. Yeah, well, I mean, we none get... of it's a good situation, but yeah. Well, it's true. Well, we get Cha Cha next, and when I say Cha Cha, I'm talking about Shala Flair. Shout out to RBV for that one. Uh, she's interviewed backstage. She says WrestleMania is going to be epic and you can't underestimate someone as persistent as Rhea. And tonight we're in the Carolinas. Woo! How is Rhea being so persistent? She hasn't been, but I digress. I anyway, don't know. Yeah, Sony- she hasn't mentioned her in a while. But I, I right. tagged you, by the way, in a happy birthday tweet to Morgan Fairchild. So now you can Again. see. Again? Yeah. Damn. Yeah, now, now you can see who a uh, picture of her when she was in her glory. She's, I mean, she's still a beautiful woman, but she's like 75. You like him crusty, right, Jeff? I've done older. Oh, what? <laughs> no, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, please, I it, hope it, that's not you. It's from the movie. Oh. It's from the Grand Budapest Hotel with Ray Fiennes. And the guy goes, okay. she's 84. And he's like, I've done older. <laughs> I know By the guys way, the only good down. part about that entire movie was that line. No. <laughs> Don't see that movie. I won't. Well, anyway, Sonya Deville then rolls up and calls it Hicksville. She's calling Carolina Hicksville. That that nobody, right? That nobody wants to be in and says she wants to win. Sonya Deville's been persistent, not Rhea. Right, exactly, spot on. Uh, And she wants to win that title, and it'll be her against Rhea at WrestleMania because Hollywood demands a star, and she's a star. Yeah. As we go to a break, Jeff, is she a star, or not so much? I say no, not, not so much. I wouldn't, I wouldn't go so much as to put her on the useless line. <laughs> but if right. they were, if they had to make a purge and she was one of them, I don't think anybody would notice for five months. I agree. If that, long. Uh, if that long, I well, preferred, I preferred her as the sort of conniving evil authority figure. And she called herself. A general manager, which I didn't know was she was a general manager. According to her, she was. But anyway, well, she kept making up her titles. She kept. She was supposed to be his assistant. Then she was. Right. Then she did SmackDown. He did Raw. But they were still always together. It's like she sort of did whatever she wanted. Which you know, it made no sense, but it was also good at the same time. The funny thing is, she's the one who let Charlotte back in through the back door, and she kept favoring Charlotte. And now, and right. now it's like 
she hates her. So the so whole thing's dopey. And I mean, it is dopey. And she's lost how many title matches? Not just to Charlotte, but also to Bianca. And now she gets another title match. It's too many. Stupid. Stupid. Too, it is stupid. Too, too many within the last four weeks. I agree. Well, we come back from commercial. We get a video footage of New Day and Rey Mysterio at a NASCAR event by the Judgment Day and oh, racing. Did we mentioned that it. Charlotte won. That she. That she uh, well, I was going to get to that. Charlotte did win and to retain her WWE SmackDown Women's Championship via against Sonya Deville via submission match. with a figure eight. Right. So Sonya gave most of the offense in this match, which I get was supposed to make us think that she had a chance, but nobody thought I she hate had these a chance. That's happening everywhere now, Jeff, in professional yeah. wrestling. I, I'm stunned. I hate that, man. I am too. And I, you know, again, Sonya doesn't need to wrestle. She she had a perfectly good role that was suiting her just, just well. They have a million talented women wrestlers, and I don't know. I just think when someone has a good role, you keep them in that role and don't, you know, put them in something where they don't need to be. I mean, and she obviously doesn't belong in the three title match. Anyway, uh, enough about that. So, yeah, the, the the NASCAR crossover promotion. Yeah, who cares, <laughs> basically. Well, this was sort of funny because there was interaction yeah, between Ray and Dom. And, right, but wrestling is always, you know, wrestling in NASCAR has always been a thing. Yeah, well, I mean, it was dumb, but there were some funny parts, like where Ray said, "Do I need to spank you?" Like when you were three yeah, years yeah. old, and they said, "Your driving's <laughs> as fake as that teardrop tattoo on your face," and things like that. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, the, but see, this was pretty dopey. So it's all good in the Mysterio household, pretty much, really deep down, yeah. you know. Well, yeah. It kind what of. Mean, it kind what do you mean by deep down? Well, by showing them interacting like that, it's like they're still hanging out. Do you know what I'm saying? No, they were doing promotion and they were on opposite teams and they had right, but... you know there was a heel and a face driver and Ray run won the little race they said you can sell this here on the racetrack and you know and w- is this going to make more WWE fans watch NASCAR I don't know don't care <laughs> um, but uh, yeah. yeah so th- this was this was a thing it was you know it had some chuckles but it was mostly it was mostly wrestle crap you know, it Fox was, crossover. Definitely. You know, yep. for for uh, the, this apparently is the first NASCAR race of the new NASCAR season. Um, so swell. Those of you who follow swell. NASCAR, I'm sure this is a big deal for you. Swell indeed. Yeah. Well, speaking of swell, or should I cringe? We get another Cody Rhodes video package oh following his celebrate him celebrating his comeback at Royal Rumble and the getting same the same one. Same one. Anyway, we get the Bloodline next, who are backstage. Roman Reigns asks Jimmy Uso where his brother is, and he says he doesn't know and he hasn't spoken to him. Reigns then asks if he finds that disrespectful, that not only would Jay walk out, but not even communicate for a whole week when they have a total match next week. Can you believe uh, that, Jeremy? Someone not communicating? I knew, I, I knew, I knew you were going to say that. You don't walk out on your obligations, Roman says, and he asks Jimmy again if he's spoken to Jay. And again, Uso says he hasn't heard, but he knows he'll be there. Jay needs time to chill out, but he'll be there next week. Uh, well, apparently it wasn't good enough for Reigns, and he tells Jimmy and Solo to go find Jay now as the brawling brutes make their entrance. Um, is Jay going to see the light, or is he really turning his back on the bloodline? I think that the story will be that Jay after much consideration, consternation, delay, obfuscation, vacillation, and lots of <laughs> Asians, will rejoin the bloodline and, and get as brutal 
uh, with it, which will, but it'll be too late because they will lose one of their titles and then they will ultimately lose their other titles to KO and Sami Zayn at WrestleMania. But he will, in fact, rejoin the bloodline and whether or not that that explodes again after WrestleMania, very well, maybe so. But the thing is, I don't know the answer. Um, I make a lot of predictions here. Some I'm, some I'm confident, some I'm not. This one, I mean, it sounds like it, it makes sense, but I don't know the answer, and I love that I don't know the answer. That's the interesting part of this. Well, the answer is always penis, Jeff, remember? Damn it. Always penis. You, but, you, right you, are. you fucked up. You have a point? Yeah, I did. I saw. <laughs> I'm No, no, but for you know, business. Well, that's, yes. That's, that's my Mortal Kombat name, Submit. <laughs> <laughs> submit. <laughs> yeah, submit. It sounds like a Mortal Kombat character. Right, it's not but like it, submit, it's submit. But let's be honest, yeah, I know. But let's be honest, Dom Com is, is much better. Or is it Con Dom? Either way, I'm cool with it. You, know, you could have a team. You could have dot com and come and come down. Hey, come yeah. Dom, Dom Com, whatever, mm-hmm. dot com. Um, now, let me say this, and I'm going to say it again. I was right just quietly. I did say Sami Zayn's going to, well, we'll get to that actually. Let's uh, not skip too far ahead. I'll get to that. But next, we get the brawling brute, the brawling brute, sorry, in Pete Butch Dunn and Ridge Holland versus the the Viking fatties in Eric and Ivar. Uh, well, the Viking Raiders end up winning by pinfall with a Ragnarok on Pete Dunn. Uh, for not some reason, match. it wasn't a bad match, but I still wanted the brawling brutes to win this I can't stand these Vikings but they're not the story that's true the story is their boss his best friend he's he's ditched his new friends for his cool good looking friend that's what I say Jeff I couldn't care less so clever well post match we get the banger brothers banger after banger hit the stage and attack the Viking Raiders beating them down for some measure of revenge as we get a video recap of the Mountain Dew Pitch black match. Mountain Dew? Yeah. Is that Moses? <laughs> Could be. Or is it Jesus, you know, before? I didn't say Jew with a J. I said Jew with a D. Just I'm hearing quietly. I'm hearing Jew with a J. I said Mountain Dew. Like Jewish Jew. space lasers or Jewish <laughs> space lasers. You're an asshole. I'm not talking Jew, but I mean aren't Jews from mountains? I don't know. I imagine they're from lots of places. <laughs> You're an asshole. That's all I'm saying, Jeff. Stop baiting me. They're from the same places the Greeks are from. Because everybody's Greek. Well, well, everybody's that, Greek. Is but that the true, Jews. Jimmy the Cypriot? <laughs> they're Greek, though. So, I, Jimmy the Maltese Falcon? No. Yeah, hell no. I'm not Jimmy sure. Jimmy the Prince of the Prince of Yalta. <laughs> Actually, can I ask you this question? You mean is there many, is it, uh, No. No, hell no. Is there a lot of Maltese people in America? No. As a matter of fact, I, I'm not sure most people know where Malta is. You're I'm not sure right. I know where Malta is because I always get Malta I and Malta confused. I know where Malta is, but like if you I, know I the know George that Cross one, I know the Falcon. One is like sort of in like near the Ionian Sea and one of them is more like no. near like Casablanca or something. Yeah, yeah, but just below Italy though, towards Casablanca. Maybe to Casablanca is too far to the left. Just just below Italy. Which one? What do you mean which one? Malta and Yalta. Malta I'm talking about. All right, so Malta's down there, that's where the Maltese fat and where's Yalta? 
I'm not sure. Where is Yalta? Isn't Yalta like a, a duchy, like a, like a principality or something? Yalta, duchy. Yalta. Yalta. How's it Something's spelled? Same as multiple with a Y. Really? That's how it's spelled. All right, you continue with the show. I'm going to look up Yalta while we're here. I'll look up Yalta. I'm actually. doing it. You All right, up. fine. You're the one with notes. <laughs> fine. Where was I? We were talking about town in the Crimea. So it's in Russia, pretty much. Uh, well, that'd be Ukraine. Ukraine, Ukraine, Ukraine. Sorry, I've, I've stuffed Jesus up. Did, did I mention that we're still ranked in Russia, though? That's why I mentioned uh, Russia. You didn't. It's, it's, a, it's a Yalta, Russian, and Ukrainian resort city in the south coast of the Crimean Peninsula in Ukraine, surrounded by the Black Sea. Okay. So the Yalta, Yalta conference was big in, in the resolving the Crimean War, I suppose. But is it a separatist thing? Like, no, uh, it's a resort town. Okay, I, it right, must so, be Malta that's sort of the principality of the duchy. Well, yes. Malta's not Dutch. It's actually, they speak a no, form Dutch, of Arabic. Like, like a duke oh. is... Oh, the, duke. The, 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 the kings the and queens. Yeah, like 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 uh, Monte Carlo is, is a yes, duchy. Yes, yes. Like Luxembourg no, is no, a no. duchy. No, yeah, you're right about Luxembourg. And or I think Liechtenstein too, yes. Yeah. And Monaco, like you said. And like, yeah, and, like, Mon- Monaco. That's right. Monaco's what I was thinking. And like... like Andorra is something. Andorra? And I, I, I don't yes. think it's a Dutch. That's pretty much Catalonian. It's really Spanish, but Andorra. But they speak Catalan, which is forbidden in Spain, really. Yeah. Because yeah. I don't know if you know, but Catalonia want to be separated from Spain, even though it's part of Spain right now, except for Andorra. Yeah. Yeah. The whole Catherine of Aragorn thing. Um, yeah. But the point was the Maltese speak a form of Arabic as a matter of fact when they speak they're European but they got ruled by Arabs hence why they're close to northern Africa if you know what I mean so they actually kind of speak a form of uh, Arabic and well, what I was going to like the Arabs ruled them because they were close to northern Africa it's not like the well, yeah that's ruled. no no that's why that's why okay. I said no, no no that's why I said the Arabs ruled them because they're close to North Africa uh-huh. which makes sense and they were Arabs mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So even though they're not, you know, they weren't, they didn't originate from there. They they came to there. But anyway, we understand that, that, that the North Africans were not originally Arabs. Arabs well, they were are from the Arabian Arabs. Peninsula. Right, exactly. They are, they are Arabs though, but well, just in Africa. mostly now. But there was the Berbers and there's That's Semites true. and there and there's there's Sur-Saharan Africans. That's true too. Well, anyway, we're not here to talk about uh, geography and history. We're here to talk about. Uh, well, we're not. I know it's better to talk about stuff like that though but what I was going to say is there's not many Maltese people in America not that I'm aware of so you don't don't know any Maltese I'm sure there's enclaves just like everything else I know I'm sure there is but I've never heard of a Maltese American never I mean no I mean like there's a lot here though tons of Germans tons of Irish uh, tons of uh, Italian tons of Jewish uh, the Greeks fair amount yeah thank you Uh, Asians, a lot of, of, uh, well, of course. I mean, Chinese, Korean, Japanese, uh, Filipino, Vietnamese, definitely. Um, Just like what we have. A lot of Indian, Pakistani. Oh, uh, they're taking over everywhere, boy. uh, I mean, generally Middle East. A a lot of Russian, Ukraine, even before. Yeah, Russian, Russian, surprising. They're very low key in America, man. Even here, they're very low key, man. You don't really. See him out and about per se. Yeah. In Baltimore, there's a lot of Lithuanians in Poles, but I, I don't think that's generally speaking for most of the country. I think oh, there's a lot of Polacks the... everywhere too, man. Probably more uh, in the states than here, but I've known a lot of Polacks in my time in Australia. I mean, there's, there's a lot, of, and obviously a lot of people from 
yeah, obviously Mexico, the Dominican oh, Republic, Jamaica, Bahamas, you know, the islands. Um, you know, Puerto Ricans, even though it's well, pretty Puerto much Rico Americans. Is America is part yeah, of Yeah, right. That's why I said, yeah, um, but they're Latinos. Sure. Hey, they're, they're pretty much, you covered Cubans. all the main ones. Oh, yes, Cubans, yes. Yeah, El Salvadorians. Uh, yeah, I think, you know, yeah. They get mixed up with Mexicans. That's why you don't really like basic, Basically, every you, there's a lot of everyone from north of the Pan, the Isthmus right. of Panama. There's also a lot of Western African. Um, more, more Western than, African. More than the West. Like Ghana. Actually, there is. Yeah, You're Ghana, right. Cameroon, Benigal, Nigeria. Cameroon, Nigeria. Yes, yeah. that's true. Right. You know, yeah. Ivory Coast, you know, but but yeah, Cote but Ghana and Nigeria are probably the the big ones. One thing I've noticed with the states is Ghana and Nigeria are the most easily. But then there's places like like Minneapolis has a lot of Somalians. Um, really, Somalians? Yeah. There's a lot of Somalians here. Of, like there's a not, lot of there's a lot of uh, Somalian, Ethiopian, Eritrean. Eritrean, uh, there's in, a lot in, here too. In and around DC, like Silver Spring, is is sort of like a. a We've got, but, I, but I don't think that that's common everywhere in the U.S. Like you know, no, like that's that's Irish odd is. to me. Why would they, oh yeah, we forgot to mention the Irish, but that's like saying yeah, you're that normal like white American. Name, yeah. Oh, was it? Okay, I didn't hear that. Um, but it's like saying you know, it's weird. Why would Somalis go to Minneapolis? Like it's freezing. Somebody, somebody goes somewhere, you know, probably some leader. There's a, a mosque there or, you know, whatever the Christian denomination is. And then, you know, They're Muslim mainly, there mainly. And then, uh, well, yeah, I, I think it's mostly Muslim. But I mean, a, a lot of the people who leave are the ones who probably weren't Muslim at some point. Well, um, we've got all the Muslim ones, especially the South Sudanese. They fled the war. A lot of them came here and they're violent, man. I'm not going to lie. They cause a lot of trouble down here. Not that they're all bad, but I'm just saying. We have, like, we have a lot of we have a lot of everything. I mean, you know, it's, course, it's right. It's, it's, like it's, us, I mean, it is quite a melting pot. <laughs> like most Western countries, right, Jeff? I mean, shit. I don't know. I haven't I haven't done demographics of most Western countries. I'm struggling See? with my own country, but no, like, you got that know. right. Somalis was kind of surprising, though. I won't lie. Well, I, I don't I don't think that Somalis is. I mean, I think that there, it's only large in certain areas. I I don't think it's like. Nigeria, you find you're going to find Nigerians, you know, and Ghana, everywhere Ghana, they, where there's a city on the coast, you know, you, you know maybe not in Iowa or, or Kansas. Um, and, and, and Samoans are only generally on the West Coast. But you're all, I mean, but you're also not going to find a lot of Swedes, you know. You they know, blend in, though, with your everyday white person, though, man. Yeah, but our everyday white person is German, Irish, right. Italian, English, Greek. Yeah, I know. I, mean, I, I get you. I get you. But there's distinct differences, for example, between Italian Greeks and, say, Irish, in my opinion. In I mean, looks. Don't get me wrong. We have everything. I mean, and, and also, I mean, Europe is, I mean, they're all mutt races anyway. I mean, we're, you know, I mean. No, I'm. Full. France was named after the Franks, which was yeah, a know. German tribe. England is it's the all, Anglo- It's all German, man. German. It's the true. Celts, who are famous for being, you know, in the British Isles. Are from the the pit of the Danube and you know made their way up there, uh, you know Slavs are their own thing entirely. They're Russians, pretty much. They all come from that side. You've got you've got Iranics, which are you know uh, Persians. Which, yeah, but you've got the Northern Iranics who are basically different, light haired, blue eyed, and then you know and, they say it's because of Alexander the Great also that they've got that look. Yeah. Supposedly, I mean, if there were Sarmatian knights in King Arthur in the stories of King Arthur. The Sarmatians are 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 northern iranics i mean it's, it's uh, 
I don't even know where I'm going with this, but uh, you know the the Danes, you know, occupied much of England. There was a whole area called Dane Law. I mean, so they pretty I mean, much the royals are pretty much Danish, really deep down. If you go down the bloodline, the Normans that conquered England are are literally from Norway. From yeah. there you go. Le- even Leon the Greeks, Lene, the Greeks from from, the, from from Scandinavia. I mean, the last Greek Greek king and uh, queen were also from Denmark. Technically, they were born in Greece, but they were Danish. I mean, half the families, if if not more, are, are somehow related to Habsburgs, you know, intermarried. The Bilderbergs. <laughs> I mean, the, 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 the king that ruled over the colonies, George III, didn't speak English. True. He spoke German. It's true. It's true. The Germans and the and the Nordic peoples, yeah. they really, and Dutch to, to a less extent. The Russian czar spoke French. (laughs) It's ridiculous, dude. Yeah, it's weird how that was going down, but it is what it is in European history. But anyway, we spoke about that for probably 30 minutes, Jeff. I'm not kidding. Close to it. And we're supposed to be talking Smackdown. But see, this... Yeah, it was probably my fault for bringing up Maltese. Damn it. And why did I bring them up? I can't even remember now. Anyway. Oh, yeah, because of their height, I think. Well, anyway, next we get Bray, uh, Bray Wyatt is shown rocking in his chair when a hand claps his shoulder. The figure bends to look into the camera, and it's Uncle Howdy alive and well. Was there um, anything significant on the TV that he was watching, or, or was it just like he was watching himself? Yeah, I don't think. I think it was black, to be honest, and he was just seeing himself in the. Like no, I thought the, he saw. I, saw I think he saw himself in like wrestling tights. I was wondering if there's anything significant there. I didn't catch it. I didn't well, stop. I didn't rewind it. But well, you know how Bray, Bray is big on the Easter eggs. But yeah, it was Uncle Howdy that apparently stopped the rocking, and, and that was the end of the segment. It was it was mercifully short. Uh, Husky you know. Harris is when he was wearing tights, by the way. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Well, then there was something significant about it. Then, yeah. There you go. One of the Wyatt uh, Six. Exactly. I don't want to see friggin' Husky Harris well, again, though. That's the well, thing. You know, well, who do you think Huskus the pig is? I know, but let's hope we see the pig and not Bray in tights again. Oh, yeah. Well, you don't have to convince me about anthropomorphic <laughs> demonic puppets. <laughs> anyway, we get Shotzi Blackheart making her entrance as we go to the break because it's Natalia versus Shotzi and Shayna Baszler and Zelina Vega in an Elimination Chamber qualifying match. Uh, well, Natalia obviously wins by submission via sharpshooter on Zelina Vega. Qualifying for the Elimination Chamber match. Shayna Baszler was putting everyone into the uh, Karakuna clutch, and she almost choked out um, Vega, and then Natty interrupted, and then uh, Shayna put Natty in the Karakuna clutch, but uh, uh, Natty, I guess, was prepared for it and sort of went to the ropes and bent over, and Shayna fell out of the ropes, and she fell onto Shotzi, and because Zelina was already sort of knocked out, uh, Natalia put her right into the sharpshooter, and, and and Zelina sold it like she like like they, like like there was a gear like a pendulum was cutting into her back, and she immediately well, tapped. Look, look how big Natalia is compared to Zelina, man. I'm sure it hurt if applied properly, because I know it hurts. Listen, if Zelina's in the ring and Natalia's in the ring, I'm not wasting time looking at Natalia. So yeah, everyone's obsessed with that dude. I don't care. They're, they're, they're all dummies. Um, I agree. Uh, yeah, a track. <clears throat> Well, I mean, come on. No, he's obsessed with the sister. sister. The sister, that's true. Um, he don't but, mind Natalia's cakes either, dude. Don't worry about that. has enough problems. <laughs> I mean, that's like true. the song 99 Problems, but a bitch ain't one of them. Like, his is the <laughs> he, He's like, 99 Problems and a bitch is all of them. Uh, call <laughs> of the fucking week on that one. He said it, not me. That was gold, though. Because I wouldn't expect you to say that. No, no. Especially that's not, that's knowing the song. 
Um, anyway, so so yeah, so Natalia's gonna be in this match. I was like, why Natalia? Because she's the ring general. She's gonna she tell is. her where to do the spot. She's gonna. She's not winning. Don't worry. She's and the most if, powerful chick in the back too, man. And, and if she wins, it's in Canada, so she's gonna lose too. But she, she I don't think she's winning this thing. They've got. They've got. No. I mean, hell no. You know, but if she does, so what? You know, whatever. She she wins the thing. She loses in Canada. Every, every all the hometown people lose. Anyway, she's she's not from Quebec, Canada. She's from Calgary. It's it's Alberta, really Canada. It's right. it's like it's like saying like that Cleveland is the hometown for people from New Iowa. Orleans or New Orleans even. Yeah, okay, or New Orleans right. because of the French history. In other words, what we're saying is they're completely different peoples on that and side of town. Completely different, completely different geographies, completely different you know cultures. They're, they're, they're French over there, man. Yeah. <laughs> Very ruckus. To right. I mean. Rockets, should I say, not ruckus. Right. But anyway, Calgary is, is known for the stampede, the cowboys. They're sort of, you know, they're, yeah, they're, they're, yeah. You know, they're, they're like the Yellowstone, where, it's you know, true. Montreal is, you know, they're, they're, they're like, you know, Complete sort of. Complete opposite. Yeah, they're sort of like French that don't, that aren't. They are French. Well. Actually, they're very much like French from France with their accents and everything. I mean, but I like it. I like the way yeah, they speak. They're sort of country French, but they're still French. They're still very much French. The French will probably call them sort of something else. They're not cosmopolitan they're, French. They're, you know, uh, no, yeah, you're right. They're rougher. I actually think they're rougher. Yeah, they're no, they're, 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 like the, they're like from the bad neighborhoods. You know, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I agree. Know, 100%. And very multicultural. I mean, everybody speaks French, even if they're not French background. Mm-hmm. A lot of hookers. So that's, and hookers, yeah. In Montreal. A lot of hookers. Actually, as a matter of fact, a lot of hookers probably don't even know how to speak English properly. I mean, there are some French Canadians that really don't know how to speak English well, Jimmy, properly. Yeah, you know, they don't. They don't charge more for the conversation. That's true. Well, we've off to the main event, if you want to call it that. As backstage, we get Paul Heyman apologizing to Roman Reigns as he informs him that Jay Uso's phone goes straight to voicemail. Oh my goodness! Nah, nah, nah. Fucking Jay. That's bad. Fucking, Fucking Jay. Jay fucking Jay anyway Jimmy Uso and Solis Cole return and Jimmy has to admit their attempt to contact Jay has also come up empty Roman starts fuming about the timing of it all and apologizes to Jimmy for talking that way to him he says he needs them to be as strong as they are as ever and because if they're not there's no more ones to put up uh, only L's I just added that in Reigns then asks Paul to order catering to the bus Sushi steaks a good dinner and tells Uso and Sokoa to get to go eat while he takes care of business in the ring. So we go to the break and as we come back from the break, commentary hypes up next week's show, but we don't care about that because Roman Reigns makes his entrance flanked by Paul Heyman. They get in the ring and Heyman hands uh, Reigns a microphone. He demands Greenville to ag- acknowledge him. Of course. And says he and he and says he'd rather talk about Cody Rhodes the number one contender and Royal Rumble winner who actually deserves his attention. Wow. Surprising. Mm-hmm. Respect. But, absolutely. But these simple folks <laughs> have reduced him to talking about the past. They want him to talk about Sami Zayn. So he'll talk and he reminds us there's two sides to every story. But the problem is there, Mr. Reigns. Is Nobody wants story, to hear his side. Not just that. It, it's unfolded on television. So we saw both sides of the story anyway they got to go back to war games he looked into Sammy's eyes that night and saw everything he needed to see what he saw was greed the same thing that he sees in everyone who ever interacts with him when he walks into a restaurant everybody wants what they want and that's 
to use him. Jesus. He gave Sammy a chance and all he did was use the bloodline and use the island of relevancy. Nobody ever wants to give back. <laughs> Sammy Zane then attacks from out of nowhere as we get rabbit punches. He takes his hoodie off to reveal an edited Sammy Uso shirt with Zane taped on it. But Reigns recovers and takes him out, calling Paul to bring him a chair. He gets it, but Sammy wipes him out with a spear before he can use it as Zane grabs the chair and goes to wail on Roman with it. But he rolls away and and onto the floor as Sammy gets on the mic and screams for Reigns. He sort of gives a, a guttural sort of yell of pain and says, He, it was, Roman... It was a little Howard Danish. Yeah, it was weird, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, still, it was, yeah, still he's tried. He says he, Roman's wrong. He never won the title anything. match. At least he tried. At least he tried. Well, yeah, true. He never wanted anything from him until now, and he's going to take it because he's coming after him and the Undisputed Universal Championship. As Jimmy Uso and Sol Sokoa then jump the barricade and attack Sammy in the ring, putting boots to him with vigor and zeal, Jeff. As the yeah. Simone spike from Solo, they horse collar Zane with a chair as Sokoa charges in, but it's Roman Australian stops accents. him. Oh, God. Anyway, Reigns approaches Sammy and says he wants something from him and pulls the chair off as thunderous, we want J-Chance come down. He yells at Zayn for breaking his bloodline and says he's going to give him what he wants, but Roman wants him in Montreal at Elimination Chamber so he can break him in front of all of his family and friends as he continues drawing at Sammy, telling him this is simple reality before holding his titles up. And that's the show, Jeff. You know what? I've got a little issue, and I, well, we kind of alluded to this on the Rumble review on HMG at channelattitude.com, just quietly. I feel like uh, Jay Uso is getting all the sympathy right now from the crowd and taking a lot of heat off Sami Zayn. Am I wrong? I don't know. Sami got a huge pop. I think there's, a, I think there's enough for both of them. And okay. Jay wasn't. Maybe that's one of the reasons why Jay wasn't there. It's not just storyline. It was to make sure that Sami got all the cheers. Um, Jay's role in this is still very much ambiguous. I mean, aside from it being penis, um, <laughs> which is probably what he was looking for. Um, Maybe. <laughs> you know, he, he's the single one, after all. Remember. Is he? Well, Jimmy is, he, is, is married. I know. You know what? There's something weird about Jay. Could he be... Um, doesn't come across like that. Know. But, but you never see him with cheeks. It's true. I, I never see anybody with because I don't look for them, but uh, I don't but know. Now that you mention it, I mean, there is a point. I'm just saying the answer to every question on PWC is penis. <laughs> and maybe even the answer to Jay could be penis. I mean, it could be. I mean, could be. Maybe, Nothing that doesn't that. mean anything. He just might be interested in penis, just like <laughs> uh, we at the PWC are. Um, uh, but uh, no, I, I don't think so. I mean, you know, I mean, Listen, could be, if they were both there, then you'd have the Ricky Starks action Andretti thing where you go, you're go, you supposed to have two faces and you're trying to build someone and you just dilute it by adding <laughs> some other schmuck in there that all of a sudden is, you know, they're, they're the new darling of the week. Uh, so And took all the heat off Starks. That just shows Starks not as over as you think, though. AEW is not great at putting people over, but AEW fans are great at pretending like everybody's over. That's so. true. So it'll, it, it's like it, it's like the per, the perfect fake marriage. It's like the, the the perfect suburban couple that actually hates each other, that pretends they love each other in public. 
That's and then true. they go home and they go to separate bedrooms. One of them drinks a scotch. One of them drinks a glass of Chardonnay. They watch two different shows. Maybe they sleep in the same bed. Maybe not. Man, maybe, maybe not. It's true. And that's the situation we get. And I just felt like this could have been executed a little better, though. Um, I don't know. I, I thought it was pretty good. I listened for a change when Roman sent people back, you know, somewhere. At least they were watching TV. So they got in there. And, you know, I, I don't know. I thought it was fine. I, I thought it was good. Um, I don't know. It was very horseman-like. Um, <laughs> horseman-like. You know, the, the whole feel of it. So, no, I I thought it was a good ending. I, I mean, the content we got on SmackDown was good. We just got very little content. I mean, I thought two, SmackDown... Three matches. Well, yeah, I think SmackDown was much better than Raw. But Raw was the same. It was essentially all promos, via, except for like three, four matches. Except and, it went for three hours, though. That's the difference. Well, that's always the difference, but right. the, the three hours is like triple the recap. So that's true um, too. That's <laughs> true. And, 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 I, and I think that there were, I mean, there were there were a couple long matches. Like the the Imperium Braun Ricochet match was like twenty five minutes, um, or at least if you include the beginning segments, it, it took you to you know basically halfway point of the show. Um, you know, the Brawling Brutes and Viking Raiders wasn't particularly long, but it wasn't short. And the women's gauntlet match wasn't particularly long, but it wasn't particularly short either. Sure. Uh, and, uh, you know, the Charlotte match was was shortish, but it didn't need to be any longer than the seven minutes or whatever that lasted. Um, what was the main event again? This is the main event. The main, what? Roman this, in the ring? Yeah, yeah. That's Roman in the ring is the main event. The, the women's match was the last one. Okay. Well, so, yeah, but I don't, you know. Four matches. That's WWE. They, they do two matches an hour. I think they should do three. I mean, I've been saying this for years, but they're, they're WWE going to WWE. I mean, every week I bitch and moan about the format, but I'm just talking about, that's why I, I stress the content on SmackDown was good, but the content on a two-hour show was maybe 40 minutes. True. Ah, you're right. Well, yeah, look, it was a decent SmackDown. I mean, they're still tying knots to the Bloodline storyline. And Elimination Chamber's been like in two weeks. Right, and I want to point out that I was the only one I felt like on the internet that said Sami Zayn will get his title match at Elimination Chamber while everybody else... Absolutely not the only person. I haven't heard anyone else. No, they didn't. Everyone's been saying that. No, no, no. They were saying tag team championships. Everybody was saying that Sami Zayn is going to get his matches. No, you didn't. Chris didn't. Don Tony didn't. Everybody was saying that. Everybody no, hell no. Like, no. I'm not taking that the, away from me. All the Twitter people were, were saying Twitter, it. They were explaining it beforehand. They're, they're saying Sami Zayn is not going to get a main event match at, at WrestleMania. This was before the Rumble. They're saying they're saying uh, 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 in Montreal. Everyone was saying nah, it. Nah, nah, nah. I'm not saying you didn't say it, but you thinking you're alone. You know it. I said Everybody listening to the show right now or watching it is on wrestling Twitter, and they've all seen 80% of the accounts predicting exactly this. So you're doing a victory lap over it is stupid. Wow. It just makes you sound wow. dumb. What? Excuse it makes me, that makes, it makes all of you guys sound dumb, just quietly. Why? I've I'll agreed with everyone who's said this. I, it, it was it was known dumb. before dumb, Royal Rumble it. even started. I said dumb. Everybody you, but you, me. You're, you're, you're like... Patting yourself on the back for the most obvious diversion possible oh, to avoid get them getting out of here. a world title match at WrestleMania, most which obvious. is what the jabronis want. I, I, wow. Yeah. Really? Really? You're going to give me that? Really? Yes. 
Wow. Listen Jeff. to you. You're like a peacock over here. <laughs> yeah. I am like a cock, damn it. And you know what else you're right about? Tomorrow the sun will rise in the east. Anyway, Jeff, <laughs> um, tell them where they can find you. I, they I can. give up. They, they can't. can't. No, you can't find me. No, no, you Why? can't find me. I'm hidden. Well, they should. I'm, I'm, I'm Evil Dose Oscura. Oh, ah, there's a new one right there. Now tell them where they can really find you. Twitter at IcarusFellMD, my wrestling podcast, which is not PWC directly affiliated, though on the PWC, is Hammerlock Hangover with Big Daddy Cool Steve Pena. We drop a show every two weeks, except when we have a prediction show, so we're dropping a show this week. We also dropped one last week, so you actually three weeks in a row of Hammerlock Hangovers coming soon. Uh, oh, my non-wrestling podcast are... We're back. Are, hmm? we're back. back. Hammerlock Hangover is back to weekly. No, 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 it's not back to weekly. It was just because of Royal Rumble. Um... Oh. Non-wrestling podcast, Garden Views and Garden of Doom. Garden of Doom is things that go bump in the night and things that make me curious around the world, within the world, adjacent to the world and beyond. Garden Views is legal and topical issues that make me curious and occasional interviews with people doing interesting things. And again, down there under my Chiron there is a YouTube video with a very candid, very sincere one-year-old interview between my gorgeous fiance and Lanny Pafo in Ecuador about Ecuador and his life. And it's very real and you'll find it on YouTube. It's Vivir La Magia Por Viviana, V-I-V-I-R, La Magia, M-A-G-I-A, Por Viviana, V-I-V-I-A-N-A. And you, there's only about six videos out there and there's only one that's an hour and you'll see Lanny Pafo, his picture, his genius picture in there. And yes, you can gawk at the beauty of my girlfriend. He does, my fiance. Uh, she <laughs> is truly a, a work of art. And just quietly, I just want to say RIP to Leaping Lenny Poffo, Prof- formerly also known as the genius. And uh, yeah, my nemesis. And, and Jeff's nemesis. Don't pine, you, can, you can gawk at my girl, but don't pine after you see what happens. <laughs> True. And uh, yeah, look, from all of us here at the PWC, we'd like to send our condolences to the Poffo family. If there's any left at this point, geez. Yeah, I mean, I mean the, the mom's dead, the yeah. father's dead, Lanny's dead. That's sad, man. That's sad, yeah, for real. Well, yeah, I, I mean, that's life. I think he, he is does. Really? Yeah, Viv knows. Viv knows for sure. I actually, yeah, find that out because I, I've never heard that one before. But anyway, if you want to follow me, you can at DJ Mass Effects and also at the PWC Network. Please like, like and subscribe right here at the pwcnetwork.podbean.com. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel. We don't promote that enough, which we should. And also on Twitter, follow us, like I said. And on Facebook, at the Facebook group, at the PWC yeah, uh, discussion yeah. group. Yeah, join us on Facebook, sure. Yeah, absolutely. We, we, we need, need more activity there. I, I, I would like to do it, but I just don't have time. We, we yeah, do so many shows and so many other right. things. But, That's yeah. true. It's hard. It's hard, people. But help us out just a little bit even give us a review on Apple Podcasts that really helps too but yeah. anyway um, please like and subscribe also at channelattitude.com and at meanmediagroup.podbean.com and that's about it so in saying that <laughs> yeah yalla in saying that I'm Jimmy T he's the evil one Jeff Lippman and you've been listening and watching the PWC Smachismo Saturday morning edition shall I say now and we're out peace stable my friends
The PWC Network. What the world is watching and listening to.
in order to hear my side of the story, we got to go all the way back to war games. You remember, wise man, when I looked Sammy dead in his eyes, and remember I told the whole world that I saw everything that I needed to see? Would you like to know what I saw that night? I saw greed. And I give him the opportunity of a lifetime, and all he does is he uses me, and he uses my bloodline, and he uses my island of relevancy. No different than each and every one of you, because all you do is you want, want, want. You can't ever, you can't, you can't ever give back, huh? You can't ever give back. Wait a minute, from behind, who the hell is that? Yeah, you know who that is. Sammy Zayn, of course Sammy Zayn is. is attacking Reigns. Sammy Zayn attacking Roman Reigns. Yeah, from behind once again, Cole, another cheap shot.
The PWC Network, what the world is watching and listening to.